I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown Jets. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Green Bean to my this way and I've got Matt O'Leary to my that way. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? Ah, oh, I'm relieved. <clears throat> I'm relieved and I can't wait to fight with everybody about which draft picks we're gonna get and which quarterbacks we can switch gears and do what we do best and i'm grateful for that right yeah it almost feels natural coming back to to draft season <laughs> talk matt how are you doing tonight green bean stole my thunder i was gonna say are you guys excited to uh debate quarterback for the next two to three months just like every single day because <laughs> i am amped up i'm ready to go bullets are you know stocked and ready let's do it i'm excited it's our time to shine I love it. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping in with us, make sure you uh, hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. New thing that I'm going to do, if you're watching this after the fact, drop a uh, hypothetical question down below in the comment section, and then we'll choose one of those questions that wind up, uh, you know, populating down there. We're going to use it as one of our talking points throughout the uh the next show so lots of fun ways to uh to communicate and do a whole bunch of stuff so lots of lots of fun things here uh i don't want to spend any time on the jets dolphins game i don't know about you guys but i would like to move into our year-end thoughts uh and first up there i want to talk about some like team awards i want to talk about most improved player i want to talk most underrated player i want to talk about our mvp the most disappointing player and then the most important rookie that we drafted this year um, so I, let's do this this way. Let's, let's break it down by each particular spot. So let's talk about most improved Matt. I'll throw it to you first. Do you have someone in mind that you would consider to be most improved? Yeah, I, I definitely do. And it's, I think maybe a little outside the box or maybe I don't think you guys are going to go in that direction. I'm going to be happy about that. Or I'll just say exactly what everyone's thinking, which is also going to be really funny. Uh, but I was going to go with Quinnen Williams because he oh, went from, all right. Steel green beans. I did. Because <laughs> oh, he was yeah. with him. It was never an issue of talent. We knew the talent was there. He just couldn't consistently do it this year. He was a stud week in and week out consistently, which is exactly what you want to see from him in year four. Um, so that's why, to me, Quinnen is the most improved. Green Bean, what about you? Who would you think most improved is? All right, this is going to be interesting, but and it's unique, but I would say Quinnen Williams, and here's why. 
Sorry, Gringlin. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. Uh, you know what? I, well, I do think that, you know, I think it's really nice. You know, he's been improving every year. If you look at his, every year he's improved. This was the year he was a big stud. But let's let's switch it, and very quickly, I'll just say, what about C.J. Mosley, huh? He was kind of, mm. uh, you know, embattled mm-hmm. a little bit. He had the injury, then he had the, the um, you know, the COVID thing, and last year he was... He was good, but this year, you know, and granted, he's had his clams, right? He's had his bad moments, but overall, man, he's a he's an eight to fifteen tackle a, a game guy. He's all over the place. I think if we get him some consistent help in the linebacking core, like a real stud, not you know, Quincy Williams is is nice at times, but a real stud next to him, I think, uh, you know, C.J. Mosley really came on, and uh, and I was happy to uh, I was happy to see it. Ooh, so I'm going to do a hybrid of both you guys. I'm going to take a Williams brother, and I'm going to take a linebacker. I'm going to say Quincy Williams was our most improved player this year. Uh, Going from last year to this year, I was way impressed with Quincy Williams for this season. If there was one of the three linebackers I want to bring back, he would be the one for me because he has the the upside uh, and the age working with him as well. Uh, but overall, I think there were a few guys we could name. Quinnen was a, was definitely an outside-the-box one that I was not thinking of, but makes perfect sense. And I like the C.J. Mosley one that Green Bean brought up as well. Guys, we have a poll question in the live chat. Which trade would you prefer? There's three options in there. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, or DeAndre Hopkins. You guys can choose on a trade in the live chat. Uh I want to jump over real quick, then we'll go back to these awards. Let's go into uh, some super chats real fast. Um, James says, sad how last time I saw a Jets playoff game, I was in kindergarten. The next time I watch a Jets game, I'll be a senior in high school. Also, Matt, screw Correa. (laughs) Matt, you want to respond? Yeah, I do. Um, Maybe my, my spin zone is maybe the medicals were really just that bad and the Mets backed out. Uh, talking a little baseball here on, on the Talking Jets panel. Things you love to see. Yeah, Mets talk 24-7, right? That's yeah. all right. Uh, Blitz Crew drops in, says, uh, most improved Quinnen, most, uh, let's see, what was that one? I got to bring underrated. it back up now because I don't remember. Most uh, underrated was Huff, MVP Brees, most disappointing Zach, most improved improved player uh most important rookie is that what that's what they're supposed to say uh sauce very good list blitz crew i like that list a lot um let's see let's pull back up our awards so now let's go over to most underrated uh greenbean i'm going to start with you on this one what do you think who do you think our most underrated player would be um if you need a second to think about it i have one queued yeah. up no, I, I'm going to go with Bryce Huffman. I think that he's looked at as a guy that can only play situationally, and maybe that's the case, but I think I think we're selling that guy short, man. When he comes on the field, he's instantaneously noticed, and uh, maybe that's because he's playing nine snaps a game or whatever, but, man, I think if anybody's earned – a little bit more of a look, maybe some expansion of their role. I think it's Bryce Huff. That guy's something else. Ooh, Matt, what about you? Who would you say is most underrated? Yeah, you know, that's I was going to go with Bryce Huff, so now me and Green Bean <laughs> are even uh, on that one. And I don't know if it was this. – I'm going to blame the super chat plant. I think that maybe sparked the idea in his head. I was going to go with that di- uh, direction uh, no matter what. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll change it up and um, – I'm going to end up going with ooh, DJ Reed because Ooh, that's reasoning, a good 
but the reasoning behind it i think he gets a lot of love um from jet fans but nationally everyone's just so enamored by sauce gardner and rightfully so but dj reed was nearly as good as sauce who is probably going to be an all pro this year reed was excellent so i think we need to show him some love yeah i think for me uh those are both great answers by the way i'm gonna go uh underrated i'm gonna go legatron here i'm gonna say the special teams mm. kicker he was our only way of getting points the back half of the season we finally have a kicker figured out i do want to bring him back for next year and he's got a monster kick the kick he made I want to say, was it Buffalo in the snow and rain? It was like a 58-yard kick in the snow and like rain and sleet and stuff. Like incredible kick. Uh, I don't know what his percentage is overall on the season, but I don't care. I trust him to, you know, at least have the leg and within a reasonable deviation to make the kick, uh, you know, from almost anywhere on the field. So I really like that. Uh, before we jump into more underrated, uh, more um, awards, Scotty dropped in. Scotty says, Matt, how low on Quincy before the season? Uh, Matt was low on Quincy before the season. Feel the same, different. Uh, he's curious to know. Thanks for a great season on content, Ryan Greenbean and Matt. So, Matt, he wants to know if you are still low on uh, Quincy Williams. Um, I'm going to say lower than most, but I will. he was a lot better than I thought he was going to be this year, and I think is a a fine player he can absolutely be a starter i still think i prefer quan alexander over quincy williams um and mm -hmm. if i had my choice i know that the age uh does play a role in it but i would prefer to bring back quan because i think he's better in coverage um than quincy but uh quincy was more consistent last year uh i mean this year versus last year there were still some moments where there were uh, like the highest of highs and some not so great moments, but I feel like it didn't fluctuate as much as it did last year. Greenbean, any thoughts on Quincy Williams this year compared to last year? Well, I think I think he's obviously improved from last year, but I I gotta be honest, I I really do like the player, and I think again he's improved, but I don't think he's a very good starting linebacker. Like he leaves a lot of plays on the field, he gets burned a lot. Uh, he misses tackles a lot. Now, when he makes them, he's thunderous, right? Like he, he makes so so many highlight tackles, and he does a lot of good things, but I think he's like the perfect uh, depth guy, you know? Um, now, Quan, I don't know. Uh, I, I like Quan. Quan seems like, uh, you know, he had a good year too, but I think he was played much less, and I don't know if him in a starting role, his, his knock is that, <clears throat> excuse me, is that he's always injured, right? Now, he didn't get injured this year because of the way they used him i think um but i think if you put quan alexander in a starting role we might be looking at another injury thing with him i'm not sure but that's a that's a fear of mine but i don't know quincy williams i like him i'd love to see him stay but i really think that a, an upgrade there would have uh, uh would pay great dividends for us uh, i think he leaves too much on the field even this last game he missed a, quite a few tackles all right, let's move on to MVP. I think I'm curious to see where you guys go with this one. I'm going to roll with Quinn and Williams, uh, just the, the easy one, take it right off the top. He played the entire season. We saw just how critical he was to our defense when he came off the field uh, for a few series. And I think uh, we should pay him. I think he's he should be the highest paid defensive tackle outside of Aaron Donald. I want to give him you know $22 million a year on a three or four year contract. That puts him at 28, 29 years old when he can get a new contract which is where Leonard Williams 
Chris Jones and uh, Aaron Donald are all kind of sitting right now age-wise. So uh, for me, Quinnen Williams. Matt, your thoughts? Yeah, I would say Quinnen as well. Just if I'm going to... Actually, no, I'm not going to throw another name out there because I don't want to steal Green Beans if he has another name. So I'm not going to even take that risk. I'm just going to copy Ryan and say I was also going to say Quinn and Williams. Um, they needed him to take that uh, step up, which he did. So he's getting most improved than MVP for me. Ooh, I like it. Green Bean, your thoughts on MVP this year? Well, if if we look at why we didn't make the playoffs, the most valuable for that <laughs> Smart. is Zach. Oh, no, I would say Garrett Wilson, dude. Garrett Mm. Wilson, without him, look at look at this week's game. And I know we're not going to talk too much about it, but just look at this week's game when they just decided like, all right, let's just make this the Garrett Wilson show. All of a sudden, every all these doors opened and we, we started to have a little fun. It was miserable. Before that, Garrett Wilson, if if he had a quarterback that could consistently get him the ball, the week prior or two weeks prior, he had 11 targets and three receptions. Um, you know what I mean? Like if we, if those 11 targets hit him, like this guy, what he does on the field is like we've never seen here, man. Uh, or at, at minimum, we haven't seen it from a young guy. Uh, I don't know, Wesley Walker, fucking Keyshawn Johnson, something like that. Garrett Wilson... Uh, particularly on the offense, would be MVP uh, for me. I love it. I love it. Uh, Most disappointing player on the field. Uh, I think the easy one is going to be Zach Wilson. Let's let's skip over that because I think we've kind of beat that (laughs) one to death. Uh, I'm going to let you guys go first because I have two in mind. One I think one of you guys is going to pick, but I'll go to Green Bean first for this one. Green Bean, most disappointing player. Uh, oh, fucking Lake and Tomlinson, dude. There it is. Oh, with that guy. <laughs> what happened That was to the him? one. <laughs> dude, I mean, it's so bad. I, It's like, uh, you have to wonder if it's just like Jets-itis. Like, we've done that before. We've, we've, we, we've, you know, grabbed great players at their position, and they've come here for a minute, sucked, left, and went on to have decent or, or uh, you know, uh, continued their great careers. I don't know, man. I mean, he, he definitely had a down here. He had he had his games, right, where he was solid. A couple that were even what you could call good, but by and large, he was an absolute whiff. You know, he was just so bad at times. And when we're talking about things like like Zach Wilson and you know uh, the disappointment, like it, it doesn't help when uh, when the vet on the line, the big free agent offensive lineman that you brought in that all of us celebrated. Let's be real. Don't revise history. Mm-hmm. We loved it. 99 and 44, 100% of Jets fans said, yeah, that's the fucking guy, blah, blah, blah. And he's been uh, just the biggest disappointment. In my opinion, uh, he had a lot to do with our, with our failures. And I think that, uh, if they if they could get out of it, I think they would. I don't know if they can. So I got to hope for a better year next year. But he disappointed the hell out of me. Yeah, that was the that was the one I was going to go with. Uh, Matt, I'll, I'll kick it to you before I say my other one. I'm going to go with uh, another guy who got paid big money this year and underachieved, in my opinion, Braxton Berrios. Ooh, uh, was that's a all, good one. I like that one. All pro returner last year. Um, and was buns this year trying to return. He, he let everything bounce and it would, they'd get pinned inside the five big drop against Minnesota. It's, it was a tough year for Braxton. 
Yeah, Braxton had a had a hard year. I wasn't going that route. Uh, the player I was thinking of was Jordan Whitehead. He's a player that I was like excited to, to come in here, and he's definitely an improvement over what we had, and I'm excited to have him here next year, I think. Um, they could move on from him because his money, uh, they, you know, they could save a nice little chunk if they need to, to make some room, but I think he's here for next year. He just doesn't wrap up the tackler. He can lay a boom on a player, but he was responsible for the long touchdown against, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. He was responsible for uh, a long touchdown. I think it was in the preseason with Philly, um, at one point. And he had another one recently towards the end of the year as well, where it's just like head scratching every time he does it. And I just want to know, like, work on your fundamentals. Just wrap up. Take the guy to the ground. Don't worry about making the highlight hit. Um, Yeah, Whitehead for me was a disappointment. Um, Let's jump over to a a few Super Chats that came in. AZ Jets says, can you guys imagine if Ruckert becomes a star? Yeah, Matt, can you imagine if uh, Jeremy Ruckert winds up hitting the same way all these other first-round picks and, and, you know, draft picks this year really hit? That'd be great. And, you know, I think he deserves a bigger role next year. I know we're not going to get into Dolphins uh, talk a whole lot, but I was impressed with him as a blocker in this game. Mm-hmm. It made me question why he wasn't used in the run game a lot more uh, and activated in more games after what we saw him do against Miami. And uh, I mean, we all liked him coming out of Ohio State. I know I thought that he was actually underutilized there a little bit as a pass catcher, but I really liked him as a prospect. Obviously, it's a great, great, great story with him growing up on Long Island and a Jets fan. I, I still have high hopes for him. I think he could be a good player. Brian Bogan drops in and says, Garrett Wilson is the most fun wide receiver to watch we've ever had. Greenbean, do you agree with Brian here that Garrett Wilson is the most fun wide receiver that we've had to oh, watch? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I uh, I have not had as much fun watching a wide receiver. Uh, maybe Krebet gave us some of that stuff early on. Like Krebet was really fun to watch. Um, it's some Lavernius Coles, but uh, yeah, dude. Look at even again in the Miami game. How about that play? He literally made seven guys miss seven, <laughs> and then he falls down by himself. <laughs> That's fucking the Jets for you. But it's like, but he did that stuff all year long, man. I mean, he just doesn't want to go down. He doesn't want you. I mean, he can lose pretty much any quarterback, a cornerback, forgive me. (laughs) Forgive me. uh, Excuse me. Uh, He can lose any cornerback in the NFL. And he doesn't want to go down. It's not just like, hey, if there's a guy near him and they have their, he doesn't just fall down. He's going to stay up unless you bring him to the ground. And Shit, is he exciting, man. I, I think he's, uh, yeah, the most fun player I've seen in a long time for the Jets. Sorless76 comes in and says, his most uh, improved player is Quinn and Williams. His most underrated player is Quan Alexander. His MVP is Quinn and Williams. Most disappointing was LaMarcus Joyner. I disagree. I thought LaMarcus Joyner exceeded all expectations this year. I had no hopes for him at all this season, and he had a bunch of interceptions early in this year. Um, you know, he did have a, you know, maybe the first three weeks were a little rocky and then maybe the tail end of the season here, but I thought he more so than not was was on his game. Uh, most important rookie is a coin flip between Sauce and Garrett Wilson. Both play extremely well and carried their units. I completely agree. Both great options there. Matt, what do you think about Sorless's list right here? I think it's a good list. I like it. Um, I don't know if I would say Joyner as most disappointing. Um, I didn't think he was very good this year, but there were moments, like you said, the interceptions were kind of nice. So there's a lot other players that I would come up with before I get to Joyner, I think is the point, though. Greenbeam, what about you? What do you think about Sorless's list right here? 
Well, you know what it is with, with, with LaMarcus Joyner is that none of us had any hopes for him. In the first two or three games, he was complete garbage. Mm-hmm. Then he became this guy. He was picking off the ball and doing, and then we had high hopes, and then he sucked again. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it was disappointing. After he made me believe in him again, you know, then, I, <laughs> then he let us down. Uh, I think uh, no matter how you slice it, I hope he's gone. Uh, it's, you know, right. You know what I mean? Like if, look, if he's third string or something like that for vet minimum, sure. Other than that, man, like, let's move on from the LaMarcus Joyner thing. He's been here for two years. Uh, the rest of the lifts, the list. Yeah, man. Quinnen, Quan MVP. Uh, no, well, he's saying Quan is most underrated. MVP is Quinnen. What's MI the beginning? What's uh, that? most improved Quinnen, most Quinnen. underrated Quan, most, most underrated. valuable. Here it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, you can make an argument for Quan as the most underrated. I, I I don't agree, but I think you can make an argument for it. Uh, I think maybe um, uh, Connor McGovern could be most mm. underrated. I think he's mm. one of them. But I think it's a decent list. I don't agree with all of it, but yeah, there's an argument to be made. Uh, let's go into our final category here for awards. Most important rookie. Uh, now, this could take on any number of uh, thought processes because I think you can go a lot of different routes. I'm going to start this one. I'm going to say Sauce Gardner. It set the tone early on. The New York Jets passed on the edge rusher that everyone thought they should pass on, uh, that everyone thought they should grab, and they they rolled the dice on a corner when everyone said that Robert Sala's defense could not uh, and should not go through the cornerback uh, position. And I thought he brought a swagger to the, to the defense that we haven't had in a very long time. He's marketable, which I think is fun. He was pro football Focus's highest rated corner this year, which I think is really fun to actually have a guy that the rest of the league looks forward to and has fun watching like six foot three. The dude looks like an alien, absolutely incredible skill set. I think he is a hybrid of Darrell Revis and Antonio Cromartie. And I think he's got the both of the best of both guys, uh, in his traits. So I love that we hit on this kid. I think he is a tone setter for how we want this culture to be on this team. So for me, most important rookie is going to be sauce Gardner green bean. Who's your most important rookie. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I think it's gotta be Brees hall. I mean, we won what two games mm-hmm. since he went down. We looked like a juggernaut and uh, we looked like we were going to stomp. We were talking about taking the division and, Reese Hall goes down, and I mean, we didn't know it at the time. We it hurt. We knew it was bad, but never in a million years did we think we would lose. What is it? Uh, like uh, eight of ten? But since he went down, some shit like that. I forget mm-hmm. something like that. Nine of uh, we only beat Buffalo. It was Buffalo and Chicago were the only two wins we got after Brees went down. Yeah, aside from crazy, like the man. Denver win that he got us to <laughs> before getting injured. The only reason yeah. I didn't pick Brees is because AVT went down, and I know the two of them together. It's hard to to maybe differentiate the two, but I, I agree. It's hard to. I'm probably splitting hairs here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could say AVT too, though, man. He was playing literally three offensive line positions. Yeah. Fucking guy. You know what I mean? Matt, what, like, what about you? Most important rookie. Yeah, I Green Bean again stole my answer. Um, I I think. <laughs> It's, it's to me, it's obvious that it's Brees and they, they had so many good rookies on this team. What they got out of sauce and Garrett Wilson and Brees before the injury is just downright incredible. You never see that, but this, this offense drastically changed when he went out. Um, 
they they couldn't do anything after that. Their identity was uh, running the football with him, uh, and the run game stunk. And I know, like you said, Elijah Vera Tucker has a mm-hmm. big part of that as well. But he was on a fast track to offensive rookie of the year. I think it's Brees. I'm going to do an honorable mention here, and it's it's a it's a duo answer. And I think the selections and hits on Jermaine Johnson and Michael Clemens has allowed the Jets to move on from Carl Lawson a year earlier than they may have planned on doing. Um, so it's going to open up some cap space and flexibility with some really cheap players on uh, high important roles on the defense there, especially with Huff being a restricted free agent too. We're going to get him back for for like $6 million for a season unless they sign him on to like a multi-year deal. But it's, uh, it's impressive. I think we have uh, a really good rookie class overall. Uh, I don't think we can be too upset with how things shook out there. Um, now, we did have some press conferences earlier this week, yesterday, I think, two days ago, whatever it was. Um, and I want to talk about some news that dropped. Uh, Robert Sala is going to hire a veteran offensive assistant. He mentioned how when they lost Greg Knapp in August of last year, uh, or I guess a year and a half ago now, they never really replaced that role. And they, they thought there was too many chefs in the kitchen last year to bring in a veteran offensive assistant, which tells me of the guys that were in the room last year, John Beck is the only one that is not back in the room. And because there was too many voices, I don't think they particularly like John Beck. Well, um, no, Kavanaugh. Matt Kavanaugh. Mm. Is the guy. Oh, okay. You think that's the one? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. (laughs) I was like, I hope it's not Beck. He's (laughs) working with Beck. Can you imagine if they didn't like Beck in the offseason too? Uh. But yes, they're going to bring in a veteran offensive assistant, which is, you know, the nice way of saying, hey, I don't want to fire my buddy, Mike LaFleur. I don't think, uh, you know, there there was a large portion of the fan base that did not want to fire LaFleur. I I would say majority probably wanted to move on from, but I think any uh, sound Jet fan looked at the offense and could determine that the quarterback was more so the issue than the offensive coordinator overall. And I'm happy with how this is kind of looking to shake out. And I would look at guys like Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, I've seen Gary Kubiak mentioned. I've seen Cliff Kingsbury mentioned. Uh, Just anyone that can help develop a quarterback, I'm all about bringing in here. Matt, your thoughts on the veteran offensive assistant? They, They need it. Badly. I think Gary Kubiak's a great one. Um, I did a video earlier on the week, some other names that I mentioned. Uh, Dirk Cutter, who was the uh, offensive coordinator with Tampa Bay and took over as their head coach. Um, I know uh, Ken Wisenhunt is another name. Uh, head coaching experience, offensive coordinator experience. Mark Tressman was a, a quarterback's coach in this league for an eternity. And I know he wasn't great as the Bears head coach, but just gives you um, the experienced quarterback coach and someone who's been around the league and has that play calling experience. So whoever it is, it has to be somebody who, uh, in my opinion, can get more out of, out of this, this offense. I think LaFleur very obviously needs help. I'm not necessarily saying you have to move on from him, but I think you need someone who um, has called plays, has that experience and can help with whatever quarterback they have next year. Greenby, what about you? What do you think about this veteran offensive assistant that they're going to bring in? Well, being the more rational uh, Jets fan that I am, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't love to walk around with a hatchet. 
uh, chopping heads off and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think what, what we watched is this. What This is the lineage. If everybody can just quiet down in the chat for just brief three minutes and just hear me out here, you'll see how intelligent I am. Watch this. What we saw was an, uh, was an offensive staff created with a specific design, right? We saw young, hotshot, rookie kind of offensive minds, LaFleur, Calabrese, and we saw the vets. We saw John Benton, and we saw uh, Greg Knapp. Now, we lost Greg Knapp, who was responsible for the, for the quarterback and the passing game and the whole thing. Now, they waited a month, respect for Greg Knapp, and they brought in the best that they could find out there at the time. It was actually a, a great move, but he was retired. It was Matt Cavanaugh. He's a former Jet. Uh, he'd been an offensive coordinator in the NFL, um, uh, quarterback coach for 25 years, whatever, so it was a good get. They didn't like him, just like you said, Ryan. Like When they say we wanted less voices in the room, if the voices were all in unison, if they were symbiotic, then they don't need to remove one. They would be like, we're working so well together. What that means, the, the translation is, we need to get some fucking guys off this damn staff, right? That we There was a lot of maybe arguing or disagreeing or whatever. So they, they get rid of Kavanaugh, and they figured, you know what? It's the second year with LaFleur and Calabrese. They had Calabrese run the offense at the senior bowl. He looked really good, and it didn't work. Okay, they were overwhelmed. They failed in their development of Zach Wilson. Who knows if he could have been, been developed or not, but uh, but either way, they, they were tasked with it. The number two overall pick, they failed miserably. And then when you add on top of that, the offense looked inept. You know, the decision-making, you know, just really confusing play calling and stuff like that, unable to score touchdowns and all that. So now we're at the place again. We're like, okay, we tried, we did it this way. We, we had a death in the family, the whole thing. We tried it to see if these guys can handle it. They don't, or, or they can't. And now they're going to go out there and they're going to bring in the original plan esque type of thing, maybe a Kubiak. Uh, but, but, you know, Matt mentioned one that I like, Wizen Hunt. I was actually talking about mm -hmm. him uh, earlier today, interestingly enough with somebody, but uh, I mean, we just got to make sure people are saying Kingsbury, you know, we got to make sure that it's not a guy. You remember like when the, when the Cleveland Browns made Freddie kitchens, the head mm. coach, and then they went out and hired Munkin and they were like complete. They were totally different schematically. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why? And it didn't work. And like, you, you gotta be careful of that. You gotta bring somebody in that is going to be of the same ilk. You know, John Benton and everybody else, they can't have to, like, teach a whole new system. We got to continue, man. There's a lot to be said for continuity and uh, and just uprooting it because of this, that, or the other thing. It's not necessarily the right move. I think they bring someone in, take some of the heat off of what LaFleur is responsible for, and we'll see if that works. And if it doesn't work, then everybody needs to go, then they suck. You know what I mean? But we got to we gotta do it this way, and I think it's the right move. Uh, good stuff. Let's uh, pull that down. We'll go up to some super chats real quick. Tony says, LaFleur has proven complete incompetence. Um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've beaten it to death. <laughs> upset about play calling but i don't think it's complete incompetence i think it's just partial no, it's, incompetence. It definitely now tony alexio ryan i'm gonna i'm gonna mm -hmm. venture to say as much as i love you tony streveler tony we call him um <laughs> how many times have you spent an hour or two watching the all 22 and checking out mm -hmm. what the plays really if you haven't 
then I get it. If you have everybody I talk to, it's not that I love LaFleur or but there's a lot of plays being left on the field, man. The play designs are working a lot more than we think they are. So it's not complete ineptitude. Mm. Completely agree. Brian Bogan comes in, says no offensive coordinator would have success with bottom five quarterbacks. Yeah, I think that's uh, important to, to kind of consider, too. The quarterback on the field has a huge uh, plays a huge factor in how successful you are as a coach. So, yeah, no OC is going to be winning with, uh, you know, bottom tier quarterback play. Although it's one of those chicken or the egg situations where it's like, OK, did the offensive coordinator develop the quarterback or build a system around the talent that he has on the team. And I think that's where maybe some jet fans are a little more irritated with the floor because it feels like he's not using all the talent to their fullest potential, oh. most notably with Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore. And then you can argue maybe, um, I mean, I, I guess you could argue Zach Wilson, right? Like if you, if you don't like yeah. the offensive system and how we're, how we're using them, uh, blitz drops in says seeing how things played out, John Beck may have been on the right track yeah i wonder why we didn't bring back john beck if there's like some sort of like nfl rule as far as like uh the amount of time he's allowed to spend with us i know like zach isn't allowed to see coaches in the offseason or team coaches so i know they have to like kind of dance around that and you know we'd have to probably pay back a bunch of money because i'm sure he's seeing a bunch of different quarterbacks um but yeah look i think zach needs hands-on help i mean he wanted lafleur on the sideline with him his rookie year so i I think it's him asking for help and us just not listening um so hopefully we get a senior offensive assistant in here hopefully we get another quarterback that can help him uh you know in the quarterback room as well matt your thoughts on uh, the john beck situation yeah i mean i think blitzker has a point uh wilson looked better Uh, the best wilson's ever looked was the second half of last year it wasn't perfect but we saw that there was tangible uh progress from pre-injury um this year just never got in gear really uh outside of a couple of moments but i think blitzker has a point matt any thoughts on or uh sorry greenbean any thoughts on uh, john beck at all well you nailed it ryan that's exactly why they didn't bring him back you can't play with that rule. I mean, you know, they got away with it. You know what I mean? Like, so John Beck was, uh, was Zach Wilson's co- you know, private coach, like outside of the NFL, they brought him on to the staff. They had him for, what was it? Eight weeks, seven weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they let him go. So Zach could work with him again in the off season. You can't then bring him back. You know, you can't mm-hmm. fucking, you're not going to, the NFL is going to go, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? We're done. You don't see what you're doing here. So that's why they couldn't bring him back. I mean, John Beck, he's got a good reputation out there, and it looked good, but John Beck probably doesn't want to be on a staff. He makes more money mm-hmm. out there doing his own thing. Why sit there and listen to LaFleur and have to be up for meetings? and all? You know what I mean? He could just yeah. sit there on the beach and invite guys to his house or whatever the fuck he does, and he can do it that way as opposed to being under the NFL microscope and fans waiting outside the stadium to tell him he sucks. You know what I mean? Like, why do that? I call out our boy Kevin. (laughs) Kevin. He's in there Uh, yelling at people right now. Kevin, fucking get a grip. (laughs) What's wrong? I talked to him the other day. He called into the show. He's a relative. I can't call him relatively rational, but he. No, he's a grumbler, dude. What are you? Pseudo. Pseudo (laughs) rational. Uh, AP, I understand his frustration. AP14 says, thanks for the content this Mm -hmm. year, boys. Rough year. LOL would trade. Uh. Would you trade number 13 to the Bears for field? I would not. No. Matt, would you? 
You'd have to think about it. Um, I mean, that's a really bad. That's really bad optics. <laughs> that's lie. horrible that's, optics. Yeah, it's terrible optics. But I, Fields isn't a finished product as a passer yet, too, guys. Like, I think you're, it depends on who else you bring in. Um, not my preferred plan, but I don't know. It's the NFL. Let's get weird. Yeah, I mean, with the Bears owning the number one overall pick, like everything's on the table right now. It's it could totally go sideways. They could take a new quarterback and not even think twice, reset the rookie clock and say, hey, well, maybe, you know, the the fields experiment isn't isn't going to work. It's going to be interesting to see what winds up happening up at the top. Greenbean, your thoughts trading number 13 to the Bears for Justin Fields. Wouldn't that be some shit? That would Wouldn't suck. I, I, don't, <laughs> would suck. I don't know if you can. Dude, if you did that, the optics of that, Kevin would have his cousins outside the stadium with him. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe setting up a hot dog stand. But, uh, you know, I, 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 look, I don't think so, man. I think the way to go is, uh, is to just go get a guy who's not a kid, who's not going to, I mean, J- Justin Fields, he's still, like, he made that comment. Remember last year, it was somewhere in the, earlier in the season, he made that comment that fans shouldn't be as upset as the players when they lose because they're the ones actually working. Remember that shit? Do you realize what the New York media and fan base would do? He, We would still mm-hmm. be talking about it. You know what I mean? No. No to Justin Fields. Start clean. Don't trade your pick. Just go out there, sign fucking Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Minshew, fucking Jimmy G. Get one of those guys in here and use your 13th overall pick on a tackle or something. There you go. Green Bean, I could kiss you. Uh, Anthony drops in, says, thanks for the content this year, fellas. I was able to take my dad to the Denver game and my lady to the Chicago game in New York. We had a blast at both of them. Good things to come as long as we get it right. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Always appreciated. Uh, the Denver game and the Chicago game both wins. So uh, we should get you to every single game this year, aside from like, you know, maybe were you the bad luck that got AVT and Brees hurt, Anthony, or were you the good luck that got us the win? I don't know. Mystery. <laughs> Either way, love it. Uh, Aunt Jet says, next week, uh, green pretzel emoji. All right, so Jet wants a... Uh, <laughs> A green pretzel emoji. I can, uh, Aunt Jets, I could, uh, I can make that up. Uh, Brian Bogan <laughs> comes in, says, if Arizona is rebuilding any other players we should look at, Brian, you sneaky dog, you, it's like you've looked at my pre-made setup questions. Would oh. you trade for DeAndre Hopkins? Green Bean, I'm going to throw it to you first, but let me give you guys a little bit of context yeah. uh, real quick, just so... Uh, we have numbers and, and whatnot, uh, in front of us. So right now, DeAndre Hopkins has two years left on his contract and no guaranteed money left. Hopkins, there's the name. Uh, no guaranteed money left. If he's traded, his cap hits would be $19.5 million next year, $14.9 million the year after that, uh, the reason they're going to trade him, obviously, with the new coaching regime and the new GM that are coming into Arizona, him going to be 31 years old for this next season, uh, they're going to try and accumulate some assets to try and see what they can can build up for the future here. And he's going to want a new contract, which means is he going to be looking for 28 or $30 million a year? Tyree Kill last year signed a $30 million a year contract. DeAndre uh, 
or uh, Devontae Adams signed a $28 million a year annual average contract as well. So if it were me, I do DeAndre Hopkins. I'm all about, you know, cutting Corey Davis, cutting Braxton Berrios. That's like $15 million right there. If you can convince DeAndre Hopkins, we'll fully guarantee your next two years at the contract you've already signed, you know, plus maybe a little signing bonus to sweeten the deal. I'm on board. This is a very favorable contract. I think this is exactly the type of receiver that can help a young quarterback or any quarterback that we're trying to attract to come here in the first place, which I think is absolutely huge. If you're trying to attract someone like uh, a Derek Carr, I don't know if Hopkins gets traded that early into the process, or someone like Jimmy G, or do they hold on to Hopkins a little bit later and now they trade him during the draft? Um, It depends when he winds up getting shopped and what it would wind up costing. I think I would go as far far as i don't know if i would do a second round pick i might i'll say second round pick for deandre hopkins matt your thoughts on hopkins um it depends on the cost i don't think i would go as high as a second rounder now in in theory the idea of of a garrett wilson deandre hopkins and elijah moore receiving room is lots of lots of fun (laughs) but i'm worried about the uh the cost and what Mm -hmm. else you have to do because Assuming you're going to land a free agent quarterback, that's going to be probably 20 plus million dollars, depending on who it is. It's uh, it's going to make other instances a little bit tougher. I would probably rather look for a solid wide receiver two slash three option instead of um, trying to hit the home run with Hopkins. But it would be tons of fun. That's for sure. Oh, Green being you trading for Hopkins. Well, two years ago, he was, in my opinion, he was the best wide receiver in the NFL. When they traded him, I could not believe what they traded him for. I I just, I couldn't, and then I couldn't believe that Joe Douglas wasn't in on it. I was furious, right? Second round pick for what I saw was the best uh, in the NFL. Here's the thing. He's been injured the last two years, or injured or suspended, right? He played Mm -hmm. nine games last year, so... um, 31 years old, looks like he's breaking down. A second-round pick plus $34 million. Would you say 19 and then 15 or 14? Let's call it a, a third-round pick, and we'll call it $20 million a year. Well, let's see who I got in, in the second round. So with last year, uh, you had uh, Christian Watson. You had Wandell Robinson. You had, uh, where's my fee? You had uh, Thornton. You had George Pickens, Pierce, Sky Moore. You had all those guys just for a second-round pick last year. Um, so, I mean, you're saying third, you know, would I, maybe, like like you said, if I'm going to get rid mm-hmm. of Corey Davis and Berrios, that's that's the price right there. 11, that's $18 million or so. 17 18 million dollars maybe but i don't i just i i'd rather continue the youth movement and and you know rather than you know reaching out there for the last gasps of greatness i love deandre hopkins again he was my favorite receiver non-jet in the league um but i i don't know man i i think i'd rather just use my second round pick on a on a on a george pickens you know what i mean mm. that's, that's right yeah. Yeah. No. I look the the cheap four year contract is ton is, is definitely worth it if you hit on that over Hopkins. For me, I think I don't think I'd want to extend him on a multi year contract. But if he wanted to guarantee these next two years, I'd be all about it because I think above all else, you need to know what you have in your quarterback. 
Now, maybe they're playing a situation where they're like, hey, we're just going to run the ball. We have no intention of being able to use DeAndre Hopkins because it's kind of like what we were talking about before the beginning of this season where it's like, do we have too many mouths to feed and what winds up happening when those guys don't wind up getting the ball? So maybe that's a situation Hopkins is in. Maybe he doesn't mind it uh, so much at this stage in his career. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Tony drops in, says, we want Baker Mayfield Strevler as a backup. Tony. No, we fucking don't. I was going to say, Matt, what are you going to tell him? Take a long walk off a short pier, my friend. Sorry sorry to cut you off there, Ryan. um, No, no, that's totally fine. I'm in the same boat, dude. Pass. Let him have it, Matt. Hard hard pass. No. Baker, uh, he could stay in Los Angeles and back up Stafford for another year or uh, take over for Stafford if he retires due to injury. I'm good. I'm all set there. (laughs) Green Bean, what do you think about Baker Mayfield? (sighs) Well, let's see. Let's see this. Before the miracle game where he was two days and, and you know, I couldn't stand him. Uh, I think he's a failure, a flop. I, I think he's an idiot, too. What was with the headbanging thing that he did? You know what I mean? Once you realize you, you bang, he did it the whole team. Everybody's looking at him like, what are you doing, dude? Stupid. Get out of here. They, nobody likes him. He's on his third team in, 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 in a year, really. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd be disappointed if that's the route we went. I don't, I see Baker Mayfield just completely degrading before our eyes in New York with the media. They're going to feast on that fucking kid. And I just, I don't, I don't think he's got it for, he's too touchy, man, for what we are. Blitz crew comes in and says anyone on the Cardinals or Rams coaching staff, we should be looking at offensive line, special teams and quarterback coaches. Um, I would say. The Cardinals, I guess, could be similar. Kyler's kind of that running around style behind the, you know, the backfield sort of situational, not situational, but the kind of quarterback that that Zach sort of is. Um, I would look at the Rams personally, but I think you're going to see some guys get poached from the Rams as head coaching candidates. Um, I don't know if there's going to be an old enough offensive coach to be considered like a veteran offensive coach compared to the guys that we already have in the room. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts, anyone that uh, piques your interest as far as uh, Cardinals and Rams coaching staffs? You know what? Can we get McVay to come over here? Can we get him? <laughs> sure. Maybe as our quarterback. Right, sure. Assistant head coach. You're on the offensive side, Sal. You're yeah. on the defensive side. Yeah. You, you still got to answer to LaFleur. He's going to run it, of course. But can you just be our quarterback coach? That's what we need, McVay. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I didn't like Cliff Kingsbury coming out. I knew mm. he was going to be a failure. I was rooting for his failures because uh, that's how I am. I'm a jerk. You know what I mean? When the Jets didn't pick him and we took Gase, that means everybody else we interviewed, I now need to fail to fucking for my brain to work. That's how I am, man. So uh, I just, I don't, he was a failure in college for the most part. He was fired. And then he was treated like this offensive mastermind. And uh, I don't know. I don't really like Cliff Kingsbury all that much. I don't like his personality too much. And uh, so, you know, the Cardinals staff, I'll be honest, I haven't really looked and, you know, to see who's on there or anything. But the Rams, I think anybody McVay touches is is worth something. Uh, so I'd be happy if they if they scoop somebody up uh, from the offensive side of the Rams coaching staff for sure. Uh, illegally beast mode says, what will the running back room look like next year? Brees Hall, Michael Carter and Bam Knight. Matt, you see anything different? 
Correct. No, I, I don't see anything different. I don't think they bring back James Robinson, who was pretty much inactive most of the way. So I think you hit it. Green Bean, what do you think our running back room looks like? <clears throat> I think James Robinson is going to be the starter once we don't get the uh, once we get our fifth round pick back. Ty, Ty Johnson is going to be our wildcat <laughs> quarterback in- for the entire season. <laughs> Well, look, P. Ryan. Look, if we just get P. Ryan back over here, I'm going to be okay. That's what that's what we need. Michael P. Ryan. Now, I think um, I look. I'm really hoping Brees Hall is 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 uh, back to his former self. I think the fact that he got injured on the front end of the season bodes well. They did that thing where they waited like five six weeks for him to have surgery. That's like a new tactic. I don't really know what that is, but I'm hoping he can come back because he's the stud, right, of our running back room. That said, I think Bam Knight, Michael Carter with the Ty Johnson uh, chaser, so to speak, I think, that, <laughs> I think that would be a real solid room, man. I mean, and they're all cheap, all of them. They're all chump change. You can have a top-tier running back room for what it would cost to, uh, you know, to have one, like one backup. Maker- <laughs> right, exactly, man. So I'm, I like it. I just hope our, our, our guys can come back, particularly Brees, and be healthy, man. I completely agree. Brian Bogan comes in and says, ever think about buying out a block of seats for a game uh, and selling the tickets on your shows for a get-together? Jets Forever could even come. <laughs> uh, Brian, we could do something like that. Maybe we'll do something like that for the, the home opener. Uh, last time we, we were in the, uh, the what's that called? The Hangar with a bunch of the other guys and uh, like Sack Exchange and, and all them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would do something like that. I think that would be fun. Pretty go white water uh, rafting, everybody. Yeah, we, our yeah. group chat today. Me, Matt Greenveen, and Richie were talking about white water rafting, and I had suggested maybe we should go on the Delaware and go lazy river rafting. Yeah, <laughs> that's more my speed. Gears on us. I, I'll yeah, sit yeah. in a lazy river and just float. I'll burn to a crisp. I don't want to have to work while I'm sitting on the water. You know, Ugh. hey, have you done the Delaware? like lazy river ride you know there's like that one little section of have, have love you it. done that ryan oh it's great i love it i do it so one of my friends um she does it for her birthday every year i didn't get to do it this year uh because i had some work obligations but the last like five years i think we've done it and it's just such a blast you bring your cooler so you're drinking you get some subs you're eating on the way down you're just hanging out you bring a bluetooth speaker and you're just floating down the river it's a beautiful thing i know i've done that probably 10 times Every single time, except for the first time when I was like 12, every single time, about an hour or two into it, I think to myself, why did I do this again? Every time. And I would go again next year and I go, why, why, why are we here? Oh, <laughs> every dude, year I'll sit in a lazy river, like at any hotel I go to, if I see there's like a meandering trickle of water somewhere that I can get a raft on, yeah. yep, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have my drink and I'm just going to float around. Sunglasses I on think and I'm with you now. Now I'd like it. But when I was <laughs> young, I wanted like excitement. You know, like, come on. Now I need adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Buffalo Jet fan drops in and says, We need an offensive coach who looks more like Green Bean than right. Matt. <laughs> Buffalo Jet fan, I completely agree. <laughs> I and love I it. love the way you put that. That is absolutely fantastic. This might be one of my favorite names coming up. Rich Samini's crusty tissue drops in with a super chat. Uh, he says there can be there can only be one big trade, and that has to be a quarterback. Need the rest of the assets for safety, offensive line, and linebacker. Yes, I do think quarterback is going to be a major discussion for a trade. And right now, Lamar Jackson with 53% of our vote in our 
our live chat is leading the way for which trade would you prefer? Aaron Rodgers at 29% with DeAndre Hopkins at 18%. Um, as far as trades go for me, I don't mind not going after DeAndre Hopkins, but I, I think if you're trying, if the goal is to attract a free agent quarterback, if that is the goal, then I think making a move for DeAndre Hopkins for a lot less than what it would cost to trade for the quarterback to get your quarterback may not be the worst move uh, to make. I think there's going to be some interesting... You know what I want to get to before we get to some of these other Super Chats and, and Rich Samini's Crusty Tissue just got me thinking about it right here and not about the Crusty Tissue side of things. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, where did it go? Um, hypothetical question of the week. Would you trade Quinnen for Lamar or a quarterback? This This is a fun conversation to have. Would you trade a 24-year-old Quinnen Williams for a starting quarterback? You know, insert whatever quarterback you want. Um, Lamar seems to be the the most likely of the bunch. Um, I think you have to pay your own guys. That's where I've kind of been for a while now. When you, when like, for me, Lamar Jackson, sitting there at home today, watching uh, Roquan Smith getting five years, $100 million, $20 million a year guaranteed, knowing that the franchise tag has now been freed up from him to get used on you, you've got to be pretty irritated. So if I'm Lamar Jackson, I think he is going to push for a trade this offseason. Um, the Jets, I don't know what happens with Quinnen as far as a timing perspective goes. Like, is it more valuable for us to have Quinnen on his current contract right now and determine where all our cap shakes out and then sign him to a long-term deal because we have his fifth-year option already, you know, in control. So we're talking, you know, maybe training camp or, or you know, uh, July for a Quinnen contract potentially or does it make sense to do it first pay your star player take care of your own and then know what other money you have to use uh the rest of the way out but then i guess it factors in is there any situation where you would consider moving quinn and williams in the event you did or were serious in making a move for lamar um i like the idea of paying your own i would not move quinn and williams for lamar jackson uh matt your thoughts would you move quinn for lamar now, there are four quarterbacks that I would trade for using Quinn mm -hmm. Williams, and that is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, or Joe Burrow. End of list. I like mm. I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's a top 12 quarterback, probably, right around mm -hmm. that 10 to 12 range. I, I'm not giving up on Quinn Williams for, for that, though. It would have to be a, like a bona fide top five young star. <laughs> I think for me, the, the concern with Lamar Jackson is more so I don't know if I believe that he can get us to win a Super Bowl regardless. And I think that may be my hang up. Um, Greenbean, your thoughts on trading Quinnen for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson? Uh, the answer is no. Um, <clears throat> like Matt said, now, if you're talking about Patrick Mahomes or something like that, you got to consider it. But pretty much... From my perspective, Quinnen's off the table. Quinn, he's he's a homegrown guy. Uh, he's very, very important to the to the defense. I mean, he's like he's the, you have to at some point reward one of your own. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we gave Barrios a little something, something. We extended Jordan Jenkins for a year. Nathan Shepard got a one year. Like, we it's time to like 
really say, okay, look, we have a young man who worked his ass off through the hard times here, and he's going to get paid. He's the be- he's arguably the best in the AFC at his position, um, and he's he's in the conversation for he's you know top three in the NFL. Uh, I think you got to reward that. Now that said, Lamar Jackson doesn't turn me on like he does a lot of other people, man. I mean, look, he's twelve games this year. He's um, you know, he's played twelve games last year. Like this is the concern with running quarterbacks is that they start to wear down, right? He's literally gone down statistically every single year, man. I mean, obviously the rookie year he only played a little bit at the end, so that's that. But the the MVP year. When he had, you know, three, you know, thirty-one hundred yards, thirty-six uh, touchdowns, and, and six interceptions. Then it's twenty-six. Then it's sixteen. This year he has seventeen, so he's right in that same pocket. But it's like, uh, you know, look—is he good? Of course he is. is. He better than anybody we had? Of course he is. I don't want to do to. He wants fifty million dollars, dude. Like he turned down forty something from the Ravens. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to give him 50 million and lose one of our best guys. So, uh, I don't, I, I'm not trading Quinn in period, but for Lamar Jackson in particular, I hope that's not the guy we go get. Connor Hughes said that we're going to be first in line. I sure as shit hope not, man. That's not the way I want to go. It's going to end bad. We're the jets. We don't do things like that and have a work, pay $50 million. It's not going to work. I'd rather have Minshew than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar scares me. Lamar, to me, feels like it could end up being like a Watson-type deal where you just give up a ton of picks, you give him a fully guaranteed contract, and you're left there like, I don't know if we're better than we were before, and we don't have more young talent getting added to this team. Um, I think there's an argument to be had for Lamar in that, like, you know, maybe if you were to bring him here, you get... You know, I, I can't imagine the Ravens holding on to Wink Martindale at that point. Maybe he's the senior offensive assistant that comes in since he is overlapped with Joe Douglas at, in their time in Baltimore together. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to move on from Quinnen. It's exciting to finally have a player that we want to resign that we drafted in the first round. So let's just uh, stop screwing around and just do it. Sign him. Uh, guys, if you want to get your hypothetical question of the week on the screen. All you gotta do is drop a comment down below this video after it has aired. Uh, and the best hypothetical question I'm gonna choose and we're gonna talk about it next week. Um, so it'll be fun to, to do that. Uh, rbiv25 drops in, says, if McVay leaves and Stafford wants no part of a rebuild, do we have a chance to trade for him? I would not do that. I don't like quarterbacks with a back problem. And I think we have seen the best from Matthew Stafford already. And I like Matthew Stafford a lot. I just don't think I would go that direction unless his contract was like probably more favorable than it is. And they would want less picks than I'm sure he can, you know, garner. Uh, Matt, what do you think about Matthew Stafford? I will go to war defending these three quarterbacks who I think are significantly underrated from this most recent generation. Matthew Stafford is on that list. Tony Romo mm. is on that list. And Philip Rivers is on that list. Even with my love for Matthew Stafford, I can't do it because, as you said, the back injury. I, I think mm. he's I think he's done. I think it's way, way, way too risky. I think there are other better options. Love Stafford to death. Happy he got a Super Bowl, but I can't do it. Green Bean, what about you? You uh, making a move for Stafford if he becomes available? How old is he again? Uh, I'm going to say 2009 draft, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Let's see. I don't know. Garrett Wilson. 34. Dude. 34. You know, yeah, I mean, I guess in quarterback years, I don't know. I think just like, 
Matt just said. I happen to like Matthew Stafford. I think uh, he was the best player on some bad teams for a very, very long time. And uh, and he was, he was just a really great guy. Never complained. He was like the epitome of a team player up there in Detroit. Went to the Rams, instantaneously took them over to the hump to get to the Super Bowl. I think he's on the decline. I don't want to see us go that. Now, if it's just... You just sign him and he wants 15 million or something. I'll go, okay, you could talk about that. But for trading <laughs> and 35, I don't even know what he costs. You know, I don't I don't want to give him I think he's on the downswing, honestly. Tony says, sign Cooper Rush and Strevler for backup. Tony, I will kick you across the room. <laughs> you and your ideas tonight. Uh Blitzkrieg drops in says, not rewarding our guys will keep free agents away. Um I Yes and no. Um, I think the free agents come because we do pay them. I think uh, team morale will get lower if we don't start signing our own. Uh, but I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Blitz crew. Uh, DJ Bomb says, it's Derek Carr season, LOL. Yeah, look, I want Derek Carr. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, Juan Medina drops in, says, great show, guys. Dream scenario, trading for Justin Fields. The Bears have the first pick and might fall in love with one of the quarterbacks. GM don't have ties to Fields, and the team needs help. What do you guys think? I would not trade for Justin Fields. I will not trade the 13th overall pick for him. We still need an offensive line. He was getting absolutely abused last year. I would rather go after the free agent quarterback and draft... uh, Draft an offensive lineman to try and reset what we have here. Greenbean, again, your thoughts. Anything new on Justin Fields? You trading 13 for him? Uh, I'm not. Um, I mean, outside of the rushing stuff, too. I mean, what has he done? You know what I mean? Like, why? Why is he? I mean, like he's it's like all he's really done is get all like he's he's been taken from that platform of like he's a complete bust. Other than that, he hasn't done anything really. I don't know why we're switching gears for the Justin Fields thing. Um, I and I liked Justin Fields coming out, and I also think he's going to have himself a career. But again, running quarterbacks freak me out. I'm old. It's just the way it was. They for in my generation, they wear down fast. They're risky. They're really exciting for a minute, and then they're gone. And that's I don't want to do all that. I'd rather just go sign Derek Carr or or, or whoever, and then. Uh, Use thirteen on a on a premium tackle or something like that. Justin Fields doesn't doesn't do it for me, man. Just doesn't. Matt, any updated thoughts on Justin Fields since earlier? Not really. Um, I don't think it's very likely. Nor do I think uh, the Bears should move on. By the way, I've seen a few uh, takes. One from our former GM saying that uh, he would take Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields. I don't think the Bears should do that. Yeah, it's interesting. They have a very I think for them, what they would prefer is to get in a quarter, like a a duel for a trade up with a bunch of other teams and move down one pick with Houston, get their first round pick for next year or something, or an additional first round pick this year um, to move down one slot, still get Will Anderson and then have an additional first round pick. I think that's more so their game plan, but a lot of it really hinges on how this coaching staff feels about, feels about Justin Fields. Is he going to be a passer? Do they think it necessarily matters? Cause Matt, I'm kind of on that same wavelength with you. If I were the bears, I wouldn't give up on him, but owning the number one overall pick in a quarterback class that people seem pretty excited about, um, I think at the very least you have to consider it and leave all options on the table. Um, 
I don't know, Greenbean, would you would you would do you think the Bears should move on from Fields? Um, was it this coaching staff that drafted him? Like, is no, this? The, uh, no. Wasn't no? It was right. It was the uh, was Nagy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, they got the number one overall pick, man. Um, if they really like Stroud or or whoever. Yeah, I think because look, it's not every day. It you know how hard it is to get the number one overall pick. Look how bad the Jets have sucked for the past fifteen or twelve years. We've mm. never had the number one overall pick. Like that's how bad you have to suck. So it's like it's not every day that you get up that high. You have complete choice over everything. Now the only thing I would say is if they do like Fields, if he started to come on and they're jiving a little bit, you also have an amazing opportunity to get that haul that can also be franchise-altering. So I, I think that if they're not in love with Fields, if they see that ceiling, they're like, man, he's an elite running quarterback, really strong arm, but he's just, you know, he's not the guy. Um, then maybe they do. Maybe they take the opportunity and, and, uh, and look to trade him uh, somewhere, but I don't, I don't know who's going to give too much. I mean, he's a risky dude right now. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's going to be interesting for them. I just can't believe they got it. What's with the freaking Texans? What'd they do? <laughs> they, they flubbed it up. That's what they did. I oh, love it. I love that he went in there and won his final game and they fired him after it. Absolutely love it. Crazy. Everything I want. Lovey oh. Smith's the man. Screw everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> he gets gets uh because he was the head coach of chicago wasn't he he's like i'll show you <laughs> i'll get chicago the first pick uh justin crazy thank you for the super chat dude he says what is your ideal quarterback room uh that's a good uh time to pop this graphic on the screen wham Ooh. search for a quarterback uh so this comes in from justin crazy green bean who is your ideal or what is your ideal quarterback room Going into next year. Um, oh, that's tough. I almost want to say my most realistic quarterback room to like my where maybe I would want it to be. Um, most realistic, I think, is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Zach Wilson, and a third or fourth round rookie um, will be our our quarterback room next year. I mean, maybe they have Strevler since they signed him to like a future contract or something, but that would be my guess. Uh, Matt, what would your ideal quarterback room look like? Um, or I guess what, what would your ideal room look like? And what do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Jimmy G, Zach and Mike White. Ideal. Now, when you take into consideration, see, this is a really hard question to answer because there are like, in my opinion, uh, Rodgers and Lamar Jackson are better options than Jimmy G and Derek Carr. But when you factor in what you have to give up trade and what mm -hmm. you have to pay them, then I feel like it evens it out a little bit more. So mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go Derek Carr, Zach Wilson, and a mid-round developmental guy, like a fourth-round rookie. Mm -hmm. Greenbean, what about you? What's your ideal quarterback room? Uh, my ideal, like, all right, if I could have anything I wanted in the whole wide world, I would. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, uh, Justin yeah. Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, right? But in re realistic terms, <laughs> I think I would love like a uh, like an Aaron Rodgers, 
uh, Jacoby Brissett, Zach Wilson developing thing, like something like that, where, you know, if Carr goes, I'm sorry, if uh, Rodgers goes down, you know, the guy coming in can actually win you a few games if the team is intact, somebody like that. And Mike White could fill that bill too for me, quite frankly. Uh, I think he's good for, you know, two or three games or, you know, that kind of a thing. But I, realistically, what I'm hoping for is Derek Carr. But I think you're on to something. I just really think the Jets are going to go back to the well and go mm-hmm. grab the perpetually injured Jimmy G and, and, and think he's good enough with Zach on the back burner. And then we'll have uh, tra- uh, uh, Streveler for Tony Alexio. They know he'll, he'll lose his mind, so they're going to keep Streveler for Tony. And then that'll be our quarterback room, I think. But I, pr- I hope it's Carr, or I hope they figure out some miracle for Aaron Rodgers. So I think the for me my optimal quarterback room is is what Matt's is it's it's Derek Carr and I think Green Bean said too Derek Carr Zach Wilson is quarterback two mid round uh, rookie quarterback as the third string that would be my ideal I have a hard time seeing the Jets going into next season and not giving Zach the backup role and like like having the optics of having him be the backup and then also like. You know, they. I think they do want to see him again anyway. So in a sense, signing Jimmy G, while he knows the offense, maybe he, you know, maybe there's some kind of clicking that he can do with Lakin Tomlinson, maybe flip him around or something. I just, I, I think with Jimmy G, there it's such a, a turnkey operation that there's a lot of benefits there, especially a player that can talk player to player with Zach and have those sort of conversations about the offense. Um, and then in conjunction with that, um, what were we talking about? Jimmy G uh, with his injury history. I think that's almost seen as like a, a benefit. Like maybe he won't get quite as much on the open market and maybe the Jets are okay if he gets injured because it gives the Jets a reason without having to really make a reason to get Zach Wilson back out on the field. Like maybe you get 11, 12 games out of Jimmy G and then the final five, six yeah. for your playoff run, you go back to Zach Wilson at the end of last year. I think that's that- an attractive approach for this regime i don't think they want to give up on zach i know i think it's so silly i mean you know jimmy g did have 15 games in 2021 uh, but he had what he has 10 this year i think right a 10 uh he's uh, six in 2020 then he had 16 then he had three you know what i mean like the guy Mm -hmm. dude i look i maintain that that we're the new york jets Murphy's law applies here. If it's going to go wrong, it's you need to bring guys in here who have no history. Like Derek Carr, he's never missed more than two games ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, 16, 17, 16, 16, 16. Like that's who he is. So that's why I like it. Now you bring Jimmy G. He's a guy who gives the Niners 12 games. He gives the Jets five games. Like that's how I see it. And I, I just, I'm, I'm damaged, <laughs> but I, I seen it too much. And I just, I, it freaks me out, man. But I, I think you're right, though. I mean, because if you remove our history, like my logic from based in our history, and you just use what you just said, Ryan, it makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense to go that way. And I just hate it. I hate it, man. I do. It feels like there's a ceiling, right? Like, I, I think for me, if the Jets were to get Derek Carr I don't think there's any way you hold on to Zach Wilson at that point. So I think Zach being backup quarterback is probably less likely in that sort of scenario. And I think you probably have Mike White as your backup. And then, uh, you know, maybe a a rookie that you just sort of hold on to and you just sort of say, hey, we're going to hit the reset button on Zach. 
Um, and then Aaron Rodgers is an interesting one to me. Like the other option could be, so Rodgers has a guarantee that's due coming up this off season that would hit before June 1st. And he can basically dictate what he does. If he retires, the Packers are going to try and talk him out of it because it's going to hit him for like a hundred million dollars or something crazy like that. It's like a, a massive number. Aaron Rodgers himself doesn't want to retire because he's got like $60 million coming to him next year. I think it's 59 million. There's going to be a situation where Jordan Love says, I want to start, it's me or him. And they're either going to trade Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers is going to decide to, uh, if he decides to retire, he's going to wait till after June 1st. If he decides he wants to continue playing, which I think he will, I think he may waive that guaranteed money to facilitate a trade based on where he wants to go. I think it's almost a de facto no trade clause based on what yeah. he wants to do. And I think getting Aaron Rodgers here or having Zach sit behind Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, I think is the best situation for Zach. Like like taking the Jets out of it entirely. I think that for Zach's um, growth as a quarterback, that feels like the best spot for him to sit behind because you get one year from a from a guy that can win a Super Bowl with this roster. Um, Zach's idol, and then you get still get to go back and try Zach again a year later. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on Aaron Rodgers at all? Yeah, I think that would make sense. Like for what you just said, you bring him in for a year, you have Zach sit, hopefully learn, and then maybe give him another crack at it with a different vet the following year. Like the, and like you said, obviously Wilson really likes and looks up to Aaron Rodgers and his play style. And there was the comp, uh, not, yeah, the comp to Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. in the pre-draft process. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and then I think you could also, you know, I mean, maybe they bring back White too. Maybe it's maybe it's White because you could bring back White earlier. I guess it depends on if Roger says he wants to be traded now. Does he get traded prior to June first if he waives the the guaranteed money portion, or do we have to wait till after June? I don't know. Greenby, what are your thoughts on on Aaron Rodgers? Well, you know what you said before, uh, that he does have essentially a no-trade clause. I mean, paying $99 million in dead cap mm -hmm. is is, uh, is fucking... I've never seen anything like it. Like, if you do a post-June 1st, it goes to $30 million. I mean, mm. it's so bad, it makes $30 million look like it's good. You know what I mean? Like, that's how <laughs> terrible it is. Uh, you know, I, they, it just it can't work. I mean, Aaron Rodgers would more than likely have to do something like... Um, uh, you know, all right, I'll rip up the contract if mm -hmm. you don't make it like you're going to pick where I go. Like I pick where I want to go, mm -hmm. you know, um, you don't hamstring them with, you need three first or any, you know, some mm -hmm. shit like that. You just clean break and I wash yeah. the dead cap for you. Like one hand washes the other kind of a thing and mm -hmm. we clean break. I think that that would be good and I'd be good for us too. Cause then we don't have to give much up. If anything, mm -hmm. that would really work. But I, I don't know. It, they're going to want something for Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just says, screw it. I'm going to retire. And then you don't get anything for me. And then he's just, they're just like, shit, we can't sign anyone. And now you're not here. And I, I don't know. Rodgers coming here would be interesting. I, I think if you bring him here, you do something kind of like Brady, where it's like a one-year deal. But it's like, maybe it's maybe it's one-year uh you know, $45 million. Uh, but it's a three-year contract. So you get hit with $15 million cap hits the next three years, but then you can't franchise tag him the year after. So he can go somewhere else if he wants to like, I don't know. There there's the, the cap's fake in the NFL. I'm convinced of it. 
Uh, let's go through some other super chats in here. Mr. Flashy says, one of my favorite players in this year's draft is wide receiver Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Would you guys take him in the second round if we let Corey Davis go? Love the stream. Thank you, Mr. Flashy. Um, I don't particularly want to go after a receiver. I, I know I said I would trade for DeAndre Hopkins. That's, you know, a little different i think um i would i would take a receiver a little bit later on but i think offensive line is just so important i, I was talking to green bean about this i would take tackle center guard the first three picks in the draft and not think twice about it uh-huh. green bean would you go wide receiver in the second round specifically hyatt from tennessee um no i'm with you man like honest to god if the jets go offensive tackle center guard like in first three rounds i'm gonna have zero issue with it good overkill this damn offensive line and let's make sure that we're bolstered uh now will they do that probably not uh, wide receiver i would rather see them get us a nice free safety you can get a damn good free safety in the second round and i would really like to see us take a shot at some ball hawker like think about a legit ball hawking free safety behind Sauce Reed and Michael Carter the second. Like, think about what that could do for this defense, you know? And we need it, man. Like, that's the weakness. It it really sucks having such a strong. We have a strong defensive line. We have average to above average linebackers. They're not the best, but they're solid. And then we have this amazing cornerback group. And then we got free safeties that get burned. You know what I mean? All over the place and can't tackle and and it's really something. So I think I'd rather see them go with a free safety or like I said, offensive line or even linebacker there or defensive tackle. I'm really wanting a big fucking like a, a Vince Wilfork size tackle. You know what I mean? Next to Quinnen. So I don't think receivers on the docket this year, but I didn't think we were going to use a first on a receiver or a cornerback last year. So who, who knows everybody? I don't know. Matt, your thoughts on taking a receiver in the second round this year? I think Mr. Flushy's been hanging out with Jets forever. I think that's uh, <laughs> isn't that his guy? He talks about Jalen Hyatt in every one of my streams. Um, here's an interesting tidbit for you on Jalen Hyatt. Mm-hmm. He played 737 snaps this year. 624 of them came in the slot. So uh, logjam. Yeah, if we're a team Elijah Moore in the slot, which I think all three of us are then I don't know why you're taking Jalen Hyatt because he kind of fills that same role. They need a bigger body receiver, and I don't think he fits that bill. Uh, Andrew Yale comes in and says, fellas, whose contracts do we rework? JFM, Corey Davis, uh, or CJ Mosley? I would say CJ Mosley won. I would go to him and I would say, hey, we want to make you retire Jet. We would also like to bring back Quan and Quincy, keep you guys together for another year. I think he might be willing to do that. Um and re-sign trying to win a Super Bowl here. Corey Davis, I would move on from, especially if you can get someone in here a little bit cheaper. I don't think his health has been good enough to justify the returns that we've gotten from him. Um, John Franklin Myers, I would be cool with reworking it. I don't know exactly how his contract entirely works. I know he doesn't have a crazy ton of guaranteed money left. We could actually move on from him this year if we wanted to. Um, But I would say definitely uh, rework C.J. Mosley. I think Lawson's definitely getting cut. I wouldn't even consider, you know, restructuring him, I don't think. Uh, Matt, any contracts you can think of that you would want to restructure? Um, potentially um, CJ Mosley, I think, would be the one that makes sense. You restructure him again. Um, CD, I think you just move on 
from uh, too too injured, too many drops. JFM, uh, I'm good with his cap number at at twelve four. I think you could live with that. Um, if you want to restructure it, that's to save money. That's that's fine. I don't really look at that as one where it's like, oh my god, you need to rework that one. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of. I was really big on trying to restructure Carl Lawson to keep him here because I do like him a lot. But with the emergence of Jermaine Johnson and Bryce Huff and Michael Clemens, I don't know how much of a necessity that is anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm intrigued by that, but I think it's probably more likely that they just cut Carl Lawson. Uh, Rich Samini's crusty tissue comes in, says Fields was seven and 21 with 75 yards in his last game against the Lions. Zach Wilson's mom would have had more, uh, would have had to move to Europe if he had a game like that. Uh, hard no on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seven of 21 with 75 yards, but didn't he have like 185 yards rushing or something stupid? Like Justin Fields yeah. is such a, an interesting quarterback. And I feel like the only quarterback we can really like compare him critically against is like Lamar Jackson because of how much they run the ball. And then, you know, maybe you could start talking about Jalen Hurts and, and some of the other guys, but it's like so clear that he's just at this point in his career, not a quarterback. He's a running back playing the quarterback position and it's fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Zach Wilson, if he had that stat line, um, I feel like we've had similar stat lines. I would have taken the, the rushing yards in that as well. Uh, Blitzcrew comes in, says, aren't you worried about Carr in the cold? Blitzcrew, I think he's trying to get me triggered because people are talking about Derek Carr's numbers. He's 0-7 in 36-degree weather or less. His average stat line in games under 36 degrees He's gone for over 220 yards one time. He averages one touchdown a game. So if you're telling me that's what we get in under 36 degree weather, I'm going to come back at you and I'm going to remind you that we beat the first seeded Buffalo Bills in perfect weather without Brees, without AVT, with Zach Wilson getting one touchdown and 150 yards. So yes, I will take Derek Carr's cold weather stats all damn day if we get the good weather stats as well with him. Yeah. Green Bean, are you concerned about Derek Carr playing in cold weather? No, I think it's cherry picking. The 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 fact that that's what we bring out shows you how hard it is to find legitimate negatives for this player, right? You can talk about, you know, losing in the playoffs. You know, you, you can look at things and there's an argument to be made that if you don't like him, but the fact that we're talking about one cold weather game a year or some shit, what is he has six games under 36 yards. It was like 60 degrees. Like last week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, who cares about 36 degrees? We're not Lambo. Well, and don't forget, man, like he plays so far in his career, he's been a warm weather quarterback. So eight of his games are at home. They were in uh, Los Angeles. Now they're in Las Vegas. And then he's got, uh, you know, how many games they're playing out there on the West Coast. He would play one, two cold games a year. Of course, it's going to be different. If he's in the cold weather, if he's playing games here and he gets acclimated to that, I can totally see it. Uh, changing and like you said man if that's what he's getting i mean it's so funny man 226 if zach wilson has 226 yards we are literally hearing that he's stellar like that's the top of what we get we we zach wilson has had what two 300 yard games in his whole career and the main part of it is like under 200 220 that's the low end 
of Derek Carr, and we're cherry-picking this one phantom game a year that he plays under 36 degrees. I, I don't know, man. Even if we count that as our loss every year, it's still better than anything we've had in the last 25 years. Not to mention, with Brees Hall and AVT, if it gets under 36 degrees, you better damn well believe we're going to be running the football a whole heck of a lot. Matt, are you worried about Carr in the cold weather? No, I'm more concerned about how he plays when it's a full moon out. Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) what if he wears two different socks? I don't know if he can do it. (laughs) May not work at all. Cold weather, at least, there's, there's an argument with cold weather, at least. I think, how, like, in the tiniest of, like, yeah. you know, I, I understand where fans come from with this sort of argument. How many cold weather games did the Jets play in this year, though? Two? Not many. I mean, you had the sleet game against uh, Buffalo, the windy game with New England where we scored three points when the punt got returned. I don't know if that was 36 degrees or not. I know it was a shitty day and it was really windy. Um, I mean, maybe the Jets get two a year? <laughs> maybe? I'm not concerned with it. The last game that Derek Carr played in that he lost, where he had the three interceptions, it was minus 15 at kickoff. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That's nuts. That's not a normal yeah. game that you deal with. Right. And, and the thing is, you got to remember, like, look, let's just look at it for a second here. You know, people like to say, oh, I mean, literally there are people saying that he gets all of his stats in garbage time. Number one, I have no idea where you've compiled those stats, how you understand. That is complete horseshit. He's had four different coaching regimes all right he's had numerous offensive line incarnations most of them on the bottom end of the nfl they've removed or changed or altered his skill players pretty much every two or three years and he's never had higher than the than the 20th overall defense never and he's still throwing for four thousand yards a year two to one touchdowns uh, i mean it's it's like nothing we've ever seen for the new york jets man it's the craziest thing. Last year with the whole Gruden embarrassment and the Henry Rugg stuff, 4,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, whatever the hell it was. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? It, it blows my mind that people don't want him. It's crazy to me. Juan Medina drops in, says, would you take a shot on Daniel Jones if he hits the market if we can't get one of the top guys we want? Yes, Daniel Jones would immediately become my favorite option for the New York Jets if he becomes available, which he won't. There's no way that the Giants let him go. Um, I have been saying for a while that Daniel Jones is Josh Allen light, and I'm going to stand by that uh, statement. I like Daniel Jones. I would take him as a Jet. Greenbean, would you take Daniel Jones if he hits the market? No. I think Dable made him, and we don't have Dable, so if he comes here, we're going to be looking at the Daniel Jones from three years ago. That's what it is. I don't want him. Correct. Uh, we'll just sign Wink Martindale as our senior assistant once they trade Lamar away. It'd be perfect. Matt, you, hey. you 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 going after Daniel Jones? No, I'm worried about I think he's perfect with a guy like Brian Dable. Like he'll be mm-hmm. he'll be able to run that offense and they'll be they'll be fine, but I don't know what he's gonna do outside of having that elite level mm-hmm. coach and play caller for him. So I'm I'm gonna say no. Yeah, it's one of those situations where I don't think he's going to hit the open market anyway, so it's more of a hypothetical than than anything else. Uh, Brian Bogan drops in, says, New York is also a good market to go for vets if they want to have a follow-up career on Fox, CBS, etc. Um, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers would lap up the media in New York if he came here. I think it's going to be one of yeah. his premier locations. I think the LaFleur connection is very interesting. If Rodgers likes 
Matt LaFleur. If there's any contention there, then maybe we're not an option. But I think the, the New York media is attractive. I think the opposite conference is attractive. You guys heard uh, Rogers' comments as far as, oh, I'm going to hold on to this jersey when Jameson yeah. Williams went up yep. to him to jersey swap. I think that's because he's going to get traded, not because he's looking to retire. Greenbean, you think in the same way? You know, let me just say this though. I uh, I didn't like how he did that to Jamison Williams. You know, like he he didn't like say to him like, "Hey man, I'm gonna keep this one." He basically said, "No, I'm keeping it." And you know, the kid was just standing there like, "Wait, what?" Like we do. This. I thought it like, was pretty well done. I thought it was like a no, well worded like, like. Nope, it was fast. I didn't like it. I felt bad for Jamison Williams. Not that I give a shit. You know, I don't like anybody. But in those situations, I'm very, very, I'm very connected to feelings. And he was excited. He walked up to Aaron Rodgers, and I'm the first guy here. I'm gonna get the jersey. He said no, and just turned and looked and started talking to somebody else. So I felt bad for mm. Jamison Williams. I think Aaron Rodgers should, should should send him another jersey and sign it and say I'm really sorry for hurting your feelings in front of everybody. <laughs> I think he should do something like that. Um, but yeah, there's something to it. Why? And why did he stay extra long and say, you know, he was kind of like hanging out for a long time. Like there's a lot to that. What does it mean, man? What does it mean? Does he know that he's done there? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Matt, what about you? You think, uh, Aaron Rodgers feels like he's done in green Bay? Yeah. I mean, even to add on he, him and Randall Cobb, like carrying each other off the field in the tunnel. <laughs> it was just like a wild, <laughs> wild scene. And yeah, I think kind of, uh, a dick move how he didn't give off the jersey and and in the presser too green bean i don't know if you uh saw his post game comments he's like no i just think it would be a cool one to to give to someone you really care about is what yeah, I, think I mean look i think that's fair too if it's his, if it's his last one in yeah. green bay like i don't care about jameson williams you're a rookie dude like i loved you coming Wasn't out of jamal? college but like it was jamal, was it jamal? It was old, i thought it was jameson it was williams team. I thought it was Jamal. Oh, I thought it was Jameson Williams. Oh, Jamal Williams. Williams. But, but isn't that even worse, though, Matt? I, think so. uh, I, think it, this I would say it's worse for your old teammate. I thought it was the rookie. I thought that's who was asking for the jersey. No, I'm gonna look it was Jameson. That's what people are saying is Jameson Williams. In the I chat. think it's Jameson. But either way, like with Matt, what Matt just said in the presser, I think it's the kind of jersey you want to give to somebody you really care about. Yeah. I mean, it's not Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams uh, division rival Kid Rocks. It's the last out. time you're going to be on your franchise team that was drafted. Sorry, no, I have no issues with Roger saying this. Oh, was no, he's Jameson Williams just put out a tweet with a tear. Like, why are you hurting? Why are you sending? Well, send him another hurt? jersey, like you said, Green Bean. I think you yeah, are. If he does that, fine. But he didn't. Why don't you show the clip? Where's the clip? You want to show the? Clip? I don't have the clip. The only clip I have I is the clip. offensive assistant one, and I forgot to show it today. So I'm now I just had it for no reason. I'm going to get you the clip. Hold on. I, we'll, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. Uh, in the it. meantime, Justin so Crazy mean. comes in and says, what do you guys think about the Jets' schedule for next year? Um, let me pull it up real quick. Jets have nine home games with eight away games, with one of our away games being a Giants home game. So the Jets almost have 10 home games next year, which is awesome, uh, you know, across the board. Uh, 2023 Jets' schedule. It'll probably be their opponents let's see okay uh so right now our home opponents we're playing the nfc east so we have washington and philly at home dallas giants are on the road uh then we're playing atlanta and what's the other one atlanta and cleveland are our two like uh or sorry atlanta cleveland and the texans are our three like weird games and then we're playing the afc west as well so afc west nfc east 
Um, and then the Falcons, Texans, and Browns. Uh, I like this schedule. I, if we were to say we split our division just for the sake of ease, I think the Jets can beat Washington. I think they can beat uh, the Falcons. I think we can beat the Texans. I think we can beat the Raiders. Um, I think we can beat the Giants. I And then I, I think the Broncos, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were this year. And the Browns, I think they're, they're going to be pretty good with Watson, but I think we have a shot at beating them. I think you, you see, you know, some wins here on this Jets schedule outside of just the division. I think the Jets could get to 10 wins on this schedule. Uh, Matt, what do you think about the schedule for next year? Yeah, they, be- they better well get to 10 or 11 wins next year. It would be uh, an embarrassment if they don't. Um, they they desperately, desperately need to. Um, I love that one of their away games is uh, the Giants. That's fantastic. I, I love that. It's yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, it's basically like you only have you have essentially ten home games now. Uh, mm. You get to sleep in your own bed, eat your yep. own cooking. You know all the all the good stuff that we love. the creature comforts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, look, there there are some tough opponents on there for sure. But we we did this last year or before the season started. We were saying, oh, the beginning of the season is a gauntlet. The AFC North and the first four games they go two and two through that end up seven and four and we we're all talking about can't wait to beat up on the lions the seahawks and the jaguars and they lose every single game so who the hell knows green Bay, what about you how are you feeling about our schedule for next year i feel the exact same way i felt looking at last year's schedule <laughs> like i'm gonna be a hundred percent wrong when the, the games are actually played on who's good and who's bad that's what i think but real quick Mm-hmm. I just so you know, I put the link in the chat in our private chat, and uh, mm-hmm. it's about ten seconds in. If if you want to do it, but I want to make sure everybody knows, I don't even like that players trade their jerseys. I hate it. Yes. If you watch Thank the you. game, you shouldn't be going to the guy who just beat you. Go, hey man, can I have you? I hate it. I want everybody to be upset and mad. That's what I want. But since they do this, that's why I feel bad. Anyway, uh, but I I want to play the. I think Matt made a great point. The fact that one of our away games is at home, even though it's going to be more Giants fans. It, I mean, the crowd will be mostly like an away game. Like there's no travel involved. It takes one week of travel out of your schedule. And I think that's a positive for us. Um, all right. Up next, I want to jump to uh, Daniel Vargas real quick. Then we'll go back to Jonathan, DJ Bomb, and Dom C, uh, along with some of the other guys back there. But I just wanted to hit this one real fast. Thank you for the $20 super chat, Daniel. He says, hey, shot in the dark, but I, uh, but the media is bashing the Texans for winning because there were rumors the Bears might get a quarterback. Now, would you trade for Fields if that's true? He's cheap. I don't think it takes much, uh, takes as much for Lamar. Uh, doesn't take, it won't take as much to trade for fields as it will for Lamar. Um, I, I don't want to trade for fields. I, I really don't. Um, I don't think we're going to build our offense around him. I don't think we'll do it the right way, the way, you know, we probably should, if we are going to trade for him, um, Texans screwed up. They should have lost the game. They had lovey Smith, the former bears quarterback, win them their final game to give the bears the number one overall pick. I love it. It's poetic justice. Green bean, your thoughts, uh, any more thoughts on Justin Fields? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Daniel probably wasn't here. We've talked about this a couple of times, Daniel, but out of respect for you, uh, I'll just say again, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give up anything for another shot at a quarterback that, it, it, quite frankly, has a lot of limitations. I, I liked him coming out, and I'm not anti-Justin Fields, but I don't particularly like 
running quarterbacks. And I'd hate to see us like have the number two overall pick, then trade a first round pick for the other guy we could have taken in the same draft class. And I don't, I just leave it where it is. If they cut him, you can talk about it. If you want to bring him in, I want to see them bring somebody in who's not still figuring out how to adjust to the NFL and all that jazz. Go get Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Minshew, Jimmy G, Tannehill, whoever it is. I want somebody who's already passed that stuff and just knows how to throw the ball to his seven-yard slants consistently. That's all I want. Yeah, could you imagine trying to trade Zach Wilson after having traded for Justin Fields? Because I don't think you're going to, like, there's no way that happens. Matt, your thoughts on uh, on Justin Fields? Yeah, I, you can't do that. And I, I'm happy for Justin Fields. I think he's playing good football. He definitely got better, and I'm excited to see what Chicago is able to do and build around the that roster with all the cap space and draft capital that they have. But you you can't. You, you, you just you can't do it. Find somebody else. Jonathan Francois drops in, says JD will swing for the fences or he is out of a job next year. Rogers, Brady or Lamar will be our starting quarterback next year. Um, I definitely think he's going to swing for the fences. I think Rogers, um, Carr, Jimmy G are the three most likely. And then I think Brady and Lamar, you know, kind of fall in there. I, I don't, I just I don't see Douglas trading for Lamar, especially with the whole like him knowing Baltimore and if Baltimore doesn't want to pay him, like what does right. that say? Like there, uh-huh. there's just too much squirrely stuff on there for Lamar for me to think Douglas is yeah. going to make that move. I'll give you three first to for the right to pay a guy who made it twelve games fifty million dollars. Sure, mm-hmm. sounds like a great plan. Yeah, doesn't doesn't sound smart. It's it feels like Lamar is headed real fast for the franchise tag. I don't know if there's going to be a situation like. Matt, do you think Lamar actually plays on the tag? I think it's a $45 million tag, or do you think he winds up sitting out? You got to think he's going to get over $200 million fully guaranteed regardless of what he signs. Yeah. I don't know if he sits out after what happened with um, with Watson a couple of years ago in the Texan situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what like or Le'Veon Bell when he when he sat out. I, I, I know that mm-hmm. it's a card. He doesn't he have an agent play. to tell him not to. He doesn't. So yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it may I not guess. make the the smartest move. Maybe he does then. Maybe he does. I don't know. Crazy, crazy situation. Uh, DJ Bomb comes in. DJ Bomb says, Carr with a whole offseason in colder weather than Vegas would probably change the whole narrative. My parents moved down to Florida and they have the thinnest skin possible now. They come up here and it's like 60 degrees. They're cold as all hell. <laughs> I'm like in t-shirts and a short shorts right now in in uh, you know 60 degree weather. So your body can absolutely adjust. I completely agree with DJ Bomb here. Greenbean, any additional thoughts on the cold weather and car situation? I will say this though. Um, just like your parents, you know, I was I was born and raised in New Jersey and everything. And when I moved to Florida in 2006, I came back up for the first time about nine months later. And it would just like you said, it was like 60 degrees, 50 degrees at night, and I couldn't deal. I was like, oh, it's fucking freezing. And I was, it's weird. It really does happen. So that's why I say, like, let let Carr be in the cold for a minute. He's been in LA and Vegas. Like, relax, everybody. Again, it's been one game a year we're talking about. I think if he's in the cold for a little while, he'll adjust just like Ryan's parents and good old man Green Bean, and he'll be uh and he'll be fine. That's what I think. Dom C says, I'll buy Carr a set of long johns if he comes here. I'll buy him a pair of mittens. How about that? Matt, you gonna buy Carr anything? Yeah, I'm here? gonna get him uh 
a cold plunge. A polar we'll, plunge. we'll get one you know, of those the, like uh, quarterback mugs yeah. where the hands go in the side, right? Psh, he'll be fine. Creepy. Yeah, you gonna well, get a car or anything? I like what Matt. So let's go. We'll yeah. do, we'll join the polar bear club. We'll do the whole Wim Hof thing. Man. Ooh, we'll go in yeah, the, maybe we do it. You know what? If we get car, maybe we do like a polar plunge or something like that. If we find yeah. out, we get them in like February. Go running into the water for charity. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we should fun. do it. That's funny. I like it. Oh, cold as hell. I don't know where we could do that. Polar plunge. Maybe we'll 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 talk about it. We'll spin some uh, spin some gears. Uh, e boogie. We'll do it when we do our rafting trip. Uh, E-Boogie says, hey, fellas, quick question. Which player or players can the Jets trade or get some picks, or will JD trade down and get some more picks? I think we're more likely to trade down in the event that the tackle is no longer on the board for us and acquire some more picks that way. I don't think we're going to trade any of our players, aside from maybe Zach Wilson. Um, You know, it wouldn't shock... I shouldn't say it wouldn't shock me. I would be very upset if we traded Quinn and Williams. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I know it's one of those like, you know, big contract kind of a thing. Um, you know, could they make a move? I, I don't know. I don't think we make any trade of a player other than maybe Zach. Um, and then I would say we're more likely to trade down in the draft to acquire more capital. Matt, your thoughts on e-boogie's comment. Um, I would say trade down and potentially not even in the first round but like in the in the second round you can move down and then get more swings in the mid rounds and try to fill mm-hmm. out your roster that way i i'm really just hoping that there's a really good tackle sitting there at 13 um, mm-hmm. i'm hoping the ohio state tackle is sitting there at 13 that would be ideal but if not then maybe you move back a few spots and you take broderick jones or uh, the northwestern kid and go from there Greenbean, your thoughts on any players that the Jets may trade? And I'm going crazy because I could have sworn I've seen some different lights in your background. Yeah, it's doing a thing. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> Blue to purple to green. I wanted to lower it. I wanted to like lower it and it's doing, I think, uh, I don't know. About it's like a raven there. He's, do I have any music on here? Red, white, and blue in the house. um you know what i think dude this is what i think ryan i think you're wrong i think that elijah moore is going to be someone that they're willing to shop i think if we get a third Mm. uh we might take it that that's what i think now uh like you said zach wilson i'm hoping now i know this is uh far-fetched but i am secretly hoping with all of my heart that mcdaniel's wants zach wilson and we can do a zach wilson for Derek carr type of a situation he's got a Mm. no trade so he has to agree and all that jazz but that's what i would really like so we don't have to give up anything we just we get rid of the guy and then it like you know makes it look like okay well we got good value for the whole thing it's nice and clean we get the reset i think that would be really nice i'm not against keeping zach zach and developing him don't get me wrong but i think that would be really really nice trade zach for Derek carr i'd be or even like for aaron Rodgers, something like that i think it'd be really nice but uh, i think elijah moore is somebody i'm going to keep an eye on for a trade maybe even like a jfm I could see getting a little, so mm. from what I understand, this is not the best uh, defensive lineman class in free agency. So maybe these Carl Lawson's and JFM's of the world uh, could, could, could net us uh, some value in a year that we only have six picks. Interesting. Quick question for the two of you guys then. Let's say we could restructure Carl Lawson 
and move John Franklin Myers? Would you prefer Lawson back or would you prefer John Franklin Myers back? Matt, I'll throw it to you first. JFM, because of his versatility, Mm. his ability to play inside and out. Um, And just because you have other younger guys on the outside where you don't really have as much inside beyond Quinnen. Well, I get, oh, let me adjust my question slightly here. Would you prefer cutting Carl Lawson or restructuring Lawson and trading John Franklin Myers? Because I, th- I think we're more likely to, I don't think we're going to cut JFM. Um, but let's no. say the options were, were, were cut Lawson or trade JFM. You're, you're cutting Lawson? Yes. Yep. Okay. I would do that. Greenbean, uh, is that where you're at too? Um, yeah, I agree. The New York bully comes in. New York bully says 49ers tackle Mike McGlinchey. Yes, I have him on my mock offseason. Actually, I have my little note on my screen here. Um, he's the right tackle. He will be a free agent and someone I would like us to take a look at. Uh, we should offer him a contract and bring in Carr or Jimmy G by doing that. We can start Dwayne Brown or Becton at the opposite tackle and trade the 13 pick. I don't like that at all because then you're relying on Becton or Brown to be your tackle. And Brown is 38 years old and Becton hasn't played in what's going to be three years. Um, so for me, no, I will not trade the 13th pick. I will take the best offensive lineman on the board. Um, but I do like Mike McGlinchey uh, as well. And then you, you obviously go after one of these quarterbacks. So New York bully, I like it, but not entirely. Matt, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to pass uh, on that. I, I like where his head's at, but I, with the first part, but I think they desperately need to take an offensive lineman in the first round. Kind of like you're kind of back to what it was in 2020 when it was the debate of, oh, do you go wide receiver or what or offensive tackle? But most people are like, ah, I think you got to go with offensive tackle. That's where I am now. And I think, you know, maybe best case scenario for Becton is a competition with Mitchell for right tackle. But Dwayne Brown's going to be like 40 years old and was was hurt this year. So I, I don't know how you could say like, oh, I'm good with either of those two guys to be the left tackle. Man, remember when I said I really wanted CeeDee Lamb? Could you imagine CeeDee Lamb, Garrett Wilson, <laughs> and Elijah Moore right now? Green Bean, what say you uh, about the New York Bullies Super Chat right here? You trading the 13th pick and relying on Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Becton? Well, and Mike McGlinchey, <clears throat> right? So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, that's not the way I'd, I'd go. Uh, bully but I mean I see it and then it depends like what are we doing so what are we, we're trading pick 13 for what you know like then what do we do uh, I'm really hoping that we that we bring in a like a rookie offensive tackle somebody you know the the cheap contract kind of a thing we have a lot of money allocated to the offensive line uh, maybe Dwayne Brown retires and relieves us of what is it 11 14 million some shit like that yeah something right so it's a it's a nice chunk of change um uh, i don't know a, a good vet when mcglinchy is how old again let, let me what, he's, i think he's younger i think he's like yeah 26. he's six seventh year yeah i mean i could see it um again i i think it's probably cleaner for me just to like if there's a really good offensive tackle that falls to 13 13 mm-hmm. a good spot for it man in my opinion and I think mm-hmm. that we just take a guy there and call call that a day. Did you guys know that McGlinchey's six eight? I didn't know he was that big. I knew he was big. That's, I that's thought he was insane. six. That's an enormous human. Yeah, yeah. Zach can't see over him. Uh, we're gonna get to some other super chats in just a second. John drops yeah. in with a twenty dollars super chat. John says, "We need a new quarterback coach. JD will keep Zach to save face and develop him behind a pro. We need to get this right. I'm sick of prefacing that." 
Uh, I'm a depressed Jets fan when I acknowledge which team I root for. LOL, go Jets. Yeah, John, I completely agree. Got to have a quarterback coach or some sort of senior offensive assistant that it seems like the Jets are going to wind up bringing in. And I do think that this regime wants to save face with Zach. That's why I think at worst he's going to be quarterback two going into next year. Um, And I think someone like Jimmy Garoppolo provides stability within our offense while also, you know, opening the door with his injury history to going back to Zach Wilson. So I I think there's a few different ways they can go, but I think Zach is not being given up on it. I think he's definitely quarterback two next year. Matt, any thoughts on, uh, you know, quarterback coach and Joe Douglas keeping Zach? Yeah, I agree that they need a new quarterback coach. Um, Staten Island TikTok found my Rob Calabrese uh, slander. <laughs> I saw they that. Were not, they're not a very big, <laughs> not a very big fan of that take. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's in a little, a little over his head. Unfortunately, I think they desperately need a veteran uh, offensive mind to throw in there. And I agree. I don't think JD's just gonna, you know, trade Wilson for a sixth round pick. I think he's gonna hold him as QB two or three and sit him behind a a veteran and take it from there. Green bean. What about you? New quarterback coach. And do you think Joe Douglas holds on to Zach to develop him and save face? Yeah. Like I said, I have hopes and dreams, but I think when it all boils down, uh, like you said, Ryan, he's not just going to trade Zach for the sake of trading him. In my opinion, I agree with that. I think that it's really smart to is a lot of upside still there. If you can keep him on the on the back burner, so to speak, maybe quarterback three. So there's no stress of him coming in. Just he's developing. You bring in an experienced guy who maybe has a track record of maybe even developing a quarterback or two, maybe one, just one quarterback he's developed. I think you bring that in. Calabrese is fine as a member of the staff. Um, but we got to remember two years ago, he was a quality control coach. You know what I mean? He all of a sudden he's tasked with, you know, developing the most important person on our entire team. I think you like Matt said, he's in over his head, bring in somebody that can, uh, that can really make a, uh, a go at developing him, get a vet quarterback in here. He can even help out. And I think we go that way as opposed to, uh, trading Zach for just for the sake of trading him. And uh, I think that's probably the best route too. Even aside from saving face, like John said, I think it's uh, it's also a good way to go too. It makes sense. Guys, make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier in just a few minutes time. Green Bean's going to be picking our qualifiers in the live chat. If you're watching this after the fact, all you got to do is drop a comment down below and get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. And if you want to get your question read on screen, we're going to be picking one uh, hypothetical question uh, and I'll throw that on the screen next week. I'll pick whichever one I like the best and, uh, we'll discuss it on the show. John comes in and says, I'm good with car, but the fact you have to make that decision a month before we can even see who else is available is my only issue. No, I think that is a huge benefit because now you have this order of operations kind of effect that goes on. It's February 15th, Derek Carr. Oh, you don't get to sign him? Well, guess what? Now you can turn and pivot to your next move, which is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo on March 15th. Oh, you didn't get him? Okay, well, now you can either decide to re-sign Mike White on March 18th uh, if no one else you see fit is, is there, then you get the draft and you have that conversation. Oh, well, do we try to make a trade for Lamar Jackson? You can make that trade at that point then. And then at June 1st, Mark, is where you can start talking about Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love as well. So I think we have a few opportunities here, but I really like that car is available in February because you get a month 
prior to free agency to sign him because I think he's better than any quarterback that's going to be actually available for us to sign. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on uh, Carr being available too early? No, I'm with you because then if your plan A fails, you have another opportunity and you're not stuck like, all right, let's try to talk ourselves into, I don't know, Ryan Tannehill, let's say, or something like that. Oh, brutal. Uh, Mr. Downtown says, how would you feel about uh, if we got to 10 wins, but no playoffs for next year? Um, I mean, I'd, I'd feel all right as far as like, okay, we got to 10 wins. How did we get to 10 wins? I think would mean more to me. Like, do we still not have a quarterback and we got to 10 wins? Do we, you know, did Zach turn it around? We missed the playoffs, but he came on and we won 10 games. You know, I think it depends how those 10 wins look. 10 wins is enough for me if we don't make the playoffs to not fire the coaching staff. Um, Greenbean, you think, what do you, how would you feel if we got to 10 wins but no playoffs? The exact same way as I felt in 2015. Like, I want to murder somebody. That's how I fucking <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, depressed. <laughs> I'd rather eight wins in the playoffs than 10 and none. You know what I mean? Honestly. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that's 100%. But if it's eight wins and no playoffs or 10 wins and no playoffs, I'm going to take the 10 wins and no playoffs. Sure thing. Agreed. <laughs> Scuttlebuttle <laughs> drops in says, what do you prefer? Uh, the 7-10 and 10 record or the 5-12 and 12 record, but knowing you have a franchise quarterback? Uh, yeah, 5-12, and 12, knowing you have the franchise guy all day over 7-10. and 10. Um, I'm not sure. Is 5-12, and 12, is that what the... Well, it can't be what the Bears had. Is five and twelve just like a hypothetical record? I, I guess. guess. Yeah, yeah. I think Matt, you're in the same agreement. Uh, you know, yeah. take the five and twelve record with the franchise quarterback. Yeah, be a bad team with a good quarterback, or be a less bad team with no quarterback. I'll, I'll take the bad team with a quarterback. How about them Jets? Drops and says, what happens if we don't get any of the top free agent quarterbacks? If we don't get any of the free agent quarterbacks, we are going to make a trade for, I believe it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. So that way we don't have to give up on Zach Wilson. The other option is we trade Zach Wilson to Green Bay and we get Jordan Love. I think we're going to have either Jordan Love and Mike White quarterback competition or Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson quarterback room. Um if we don't land one of the free agent quarterbacks green bean, any thoughts on what happens if we miss one of the free agent quarterbacks? Well, if imagine, if, imagine we miss all of them, like imagine we just like, we go for Derek Carr to swing in and miss. We try to, you know, he goes to Miami, we go to Aaron Rodgers and they trade him to the Raiders. And, and then well, we're left with like Brissett. Can you imagine that's like it? Well, oh think God, about this scenario, right? Like Derek Carr goes to Indianapolis. They've got a 23.5% chance of getting him. That's 1.5% less than the Jets right now. Jets are the favorite at 25%. So Derek Carr goes to Indianapolis. You have Jimmy Garoppolo reuniting with his former offensive coordinator in Vegas. Uh, you have, you know, maybe, you know, Brady decides to, you know, go to Tennessee or go to, you know, maybe he goes back to Tampa. I don't know. Tom Brady does something else other than coming to the Jets. Rodgers hangs it up, retires. Love goes back to Green Bay. Now you're sitting here with your dick in your hands, and you're like, I got no clue (laughs) what the Jets are doing. (laughs) Throw the bag at Lamar. Trade everything you got. uh, Or you're just going back with White and Wilson and, like, Minshew, maybe, at that point. Matt, what are your thoughts if that goes down like that? Oh, God. 
worst case scenario well, situation. Yeah, that, that's not as that's not as fun. Uh, we cry, um, and it's not even like that far fetched either. Like that's the thing. No. Like it could very well happen. No, I think they'll be too aggressive to let something like that happen. Though they'll say we'll give you more picks or we'll give you more money. We just we're desperate. Yeah, I think. I, for me, I feel like Douglas is more likely to give up the pick than the salary cap space. So I think maybe Aaron Rodgers with some sort of negotiation may make some sense here. Um, let's see. Mark Risk comes in, says polar bear plunge for Carr at Seaside this year. Yeah, if we get Carr, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll do that. But it'll be nice weather by that point. So we'll have to invite Derek Carr into cold weather next year um, after they're, you know, out of the Super Bowl, you know, in February sometime. Um who else we got in here? Harry W drops in, says, I will stop watching the Jets if they sign Brady. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It would make yeah. me throw up in my mouth. Uh, Blitz know, Crew, thank you so much for joining people? the first class tier of the channel. Greenbean, sorry for talking over you. Sorry, sorry. Um, let's see. I think DJ Bomb was next. DJ Bomb says, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, but trading Quinn and Williams would be a huge mistake. I completely agree, DJ Bomb. Um, I think that's just one of the players that we're going to have conversations about just because he's up for a big contract. And for some reason, Jet fans like hate signing their guys to massive contracts. It's just always been like a revolving door of of draft picks and whatnot. Um, but yes, I agree. I think it would be a big mistake to trade Quinn and Williams. Although I guess it depends. Like, what are you getting? Are you getting Patrick Mahomes? Not a bad trade then. Um, you know, you know how it is. Uh, Matt, I'm going to have you go to last week's stream, uh, and I'm going to rip through these last few super chats. Then we're going to go through our t-shirt giveaway. Joe S says, thanks for the great streams guys this year. Get a R, uh, Anthony Richardson from Florida. Very exciting quarterback. Um, I don't know if the jets should be the ones to pull the trigger on him unless he falls like the second round, then maybe you want to make a move. I, I maybe be okay there. Um, Joshua Sullivan says Zach quarterback one trade for Deandre Hopkins, uh, the tackle Paris at 13 trade for Carr and at, uh, hold on. Let me think this. Okay. So these are multiple scenarios. So he says, would you prefer, I think it's, would you prefer Zach D hop and Paris at 13 or trade for Carr and Adams or trade for Lamar, pick up a center and left tackle and wide receiver which one do y'all do? Um, of those, trading for Carr and Adams is the one I would pull the trigger on. That's an interesting one because it's it's not too far. F- it's far-fetched, but it's not overly so. Like, if there's a situation, I, just, I can't see a situation where Zach and Elijah Moore would both go to the same team. I feel like Elijah Moore would go nuts. Um, oh, my God. But if there's like, a situation where I think Carr would wave... Yeah, well, yeah, that's just it. I think I think if if Carr were to waive his no trade clause, it would be with him and Adams in a package deal. Um, but I think Carr is going to waive his no trade clause. He'll forego the thirty five million dollars that he's guaranteed, and he'll sign a new three year hundred million dollar deal or something along those lines. Uh, Matt, of these options, is there one that uh, sticks out to you? Uh, it really hurt my head trying to read this and figure out what he meant. Right, for each one. Sorry, Joshua. <laughs> Um, but I would say the second one with Carr, um, mm-hmm. Lamar and a C plus left tackle sounds like an injury waiting to happen. And Zach Wilson can't be your QB one plan for next year. Oh man, I got to have you start reading these more often. I read that as a center and a left tackle, but C plus left tackle and wide receiver makes way more sense based on the cap flexibility that you're going to need to maneuver. Oh, I thought it was so that, center too. I thought yeah. it was oh, center. Maybe, 
left. No, no, no. I think you're Matt. I think you're right. Um, Greenbean, what about you? What do you think about this uh, list of potential options here? Uh, I like the trade for Carr and Adams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If we could figure that out, you know what I mean? We'll figure out. Fantastic. Yeah, it'd be so. Think about Devontae Adams with Garrett Wilson and whoever else we got. Mims, (laughs) Barrios. Dude, it would be electric. Oh, my God. The New York bully comes in and says, how concerned should we be with McGovern not re-signing? What direction would we go at center if that happens? Trade for Rodney Hudson uh, from Arizona. I'll be honest, I haven't really explored the options outside of Connor McGovern. I would like to retain McGovern. I think Douglas does too, because one of the things from Douglas's press conference the other day was consistency and availability on the offensive line. And if for no other reason... McGovern's health and consistency, um, I think, will lend him to getting re-signed by the New York Jets. Now, I, on Spot Track, they have him listed as like a twelve point seven million dollar a year contract value, and for me, that that might be a little rich for what we need. But given the, you know, I think it depends what where we go at quarterback. If we're looking for a younger guy, you need an experienced center. If you're looking for maybe a guy that's a little more experienced, like the route we may be going with a Jimmy G or with a a car, then maybe you can get away with a younger center. Um, I would like to draft one. I think we should have drafted one last year, personally. Matt, what do you think happens with McGovern? I think he goes because uh, I think someone's going to pay him more than $10 million a year because the center market isn't great. And I don't know if I'm willing to go that high for McGovern. Um, Green Bean, this one's going to be for you. Just wanted to say awesome job. Well, thank you. Uh, he said, just want to say awesome job this year. Loved you guys, uh, all the work you guys put in. Let's call it a bromance. This is the perfect bromance. And if I go mm. like this, I can gingerly touch their tips as well. Let me, can I, can we touch tips? Is that, how, nope, you're doing the wrong way. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh God. I pay taxes. I'm, I'm mature. <laughs> I have a kid. They put me in charge <laughs> right. of people. Yeah. Uh, Lewis. <laughs> Lewis comes in and says, trade for field. Bears could reset at quarterback. Ah, I really, that would be such a kick in the pants. Could you imagine Joe Douglas coming in and saying, hey, we're going to, we're going to give up on our number two overall pick to trade our number one overall pick for the guy we should have taken at number two overall that same year. Um, that would be absolutely brutal, Lewis. I don't want to see it happen. I would be very, very upset. Uh, and then Juan drops in, says, any veteran left tackle you would like to sign this offseason starter or backup? Not that I'm aware of right now. McGlinchley is the one that I would look at, but I think he may want to return to San Francisco. I mean, it's I don't know why anyone would really want to leave San Francisco anyway. Um, I think tackle is going to be tough. I think it really is. I think uh, unless – I don't think the Jets are going to trade for one. There's potentially Orlando Brown, if he's not franchise tagged, he's going to make a ton of money. Like if the Jets want to open up that 13th pick and really figure some stuff out, maybe they wind up going after Orlando Brown and just paying him a monster deal. Came from the Ravens, can play left and right side. It's an option, I guess. Um, But interesting, nonetheless. Um, All right, we have reached the end of our stream. It's time to do a little odds or evens. Greenbean, you got all our qualifiers over there? Yeah, I just got the last one. Dude, we had like 600 people. I only got 200 likes, man. So uh, this is uh, I got to get better at like plugging that during the show. Like I know I have a little ticker, but I think a lot of people put this on and just close the screen. (laughs) You know what I learned, uh, Ryan? A lot of people are watching this on like YouTube TV, like on their televisions. They're just sitting on the couch watching and you can't do it that way. But uh, 
Believe anyway, it or not, yeah, I, I looked at our analytics and it is uh, surprising. I thought mobile would yeah. have been the the far and away the biggest, but TV was shockingly high TV? on this. We're TV like stars, dude. It's weird. We're on well, it's because you can sling TV. it from your phone. You're on mobile, but you're slinging it to your TV. Mm. Right. Think about it. We are literally high resolution. <laughs> people are watching us on their couch, just like we're Tom Cruise. You know, how many of them do you think have pants on? That's the important Three. question. Hey, well, I don't. Steve, I know that there's a Steve out there. There's probably of the 526 people. Steve, you. Hey, right. Steve. Put some pants on. Jets forever does not have his pants on. That much I can. I'm pretty firm on. Pretty confident. I think Nightbot is sitting back there without pants on. All right, let's do some yeah. odds or evens, boys or girls. Uh, or Matt, sorry. Let's get five qualifiers from uh, from you. Okay. Greenby, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, we're gonna go. Aiden Coffee nine nine seven six. Hey, the truth be told, nine one six nine. Truth be told, nine what? Nine, nine six, one. Nine. Yeah, nine one six nine. Okay. Uh, H X C dude. H X C dude. Dude. Got it. We'll go woke Hogan six seven zero five. Woke Hogan, there he is. All right. And Shaq 32. Shaq with a Q? Yeah, with a Q. All right. Get it. Before we go to our odds and evens, which trade would you prefer, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, or DeAndre Hopkins? It looks like I'm going to have to put Justin Fields in the next poll because that was just so talked about this stream. Uh, Lamar Jackson leads the way with 52%, Aaron Rodgers 29%, DeAndre Hopkins 18%. Um, so interesting, interesting stuff with that. All right, boys, a little bit of odds or evens. Three, two, one. That's an eight. Evens. All right, evens. Seven levels is out. Uh, Cespos is out. Kev oh. Chata, you're out. Oh. Just me is out. And Hawk, you were the last one in. You're the first one out. Uh, mm. The truth be told is gone. And Woke Hogan will not get a T-shirt tonight. That's it. All right, three, two, one, seven, eight. It's an even again. All right, Anthony D, you're out. Uh, Val Outlaw is out. Aiden the Coffee Man is out. And Shaq, 32, we are down to four. Oh, man. Three, two, one. That would be a five. That's an odd. Gitmo Bob, you're out. Uh, Randilla is out. Then there were two. We got Super Leroy 66 and HXC Dude. That's it. Oh, man. Chat, give us the number of the first one after Joe S. Plus what we throw up. Three, two, one. That's an eight. Eight plus a five. We got a 13. All right, Super Leroy it is. Super Leroy Woo-hoo. 66, you are the winner. Contact Ryan. Love it. Super Leroy 66, pants. reach out to me on social media. I'll get your information. I'll send you out a little T-shirt. Have a little bit of fun. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Let's go around our panel, give our closing thoughts. Greenbean, any last words for our panel? All right. Well, tonight, right after the show, we're going to do the After Hours Jets Fest at 1030 on my channel. But this is going to be the last one for the year because 
Next Monday, the fun, the, the Monday coming up begins our first Monday night, 10 o'clock mock. It's back, and I can't wait Ooh, to start that baby. with you. So after hours tonight, Monday, 10 o'clock mock. I love it. Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets tomorrow. We're going to try to answer all the important questions that the Jets have going into the offseason, and we'll talk about all different kinds of trade options. Please tune in, subscribe. Love you all. I love it. Boys and girls, thank you so much for flying with us. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll be back here next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the lock. Touchdown, Jets!